Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there for free, including our Shrine of Female listeners and more. We give it all away. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites Enjoy ours over at freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Puke. And Mark. All right. So we're going to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Also, we'll tell you about things that we think you might find interesting. We'll start out tonight, Mark, with something that we promised on Saturday night. And the phones were just so darn busy, we never got a chance to get to it. So uh, let's do it now. So this The military is, thing. The military thing. Okay. Um, this is an excerpt. This is a pretty long blog post by a guy who was at... The location of the, I don't know, there was in the news about a month and a half ago, there was this just horrible slaughter from a couple of years ago in Iraq uh, of, a, of a helicopter gunship essentially taking out a camera crew. Yes, there were armed people in the camera crew, but you have to understand what the, what life is like in Iraq at the time and in general. People carry around AK-47s in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, this is you know in the United States. It wasn't that uncommon for people to carry around weapons decades ago. Yeah, they call them guards. Right. So, uh, I mean, this this wasn't terribly uncommon and it is not appropriate behavior to just shoot up a group of people with with uh, weapons in, in Iraq because everybody has them. I suppose you could change that behavior by shooting up everybody who had them and at some point or another. They wouldn't. But that doesn't change the fact that there are still dangers that they would need those weapons for. And, you know, the, you can't. When when uh, when when uh, hope is only seconds away, the police are only minutes away, or whatever the uh, the saying goes. Well, this is a video that uh, this is the one that appeared on WikiLeaks yes. recently. Uh, it's it's one that I actually did not watch all the way through. I didn't want to. I just I'd seen something like it before. It wasn't the only horrific helicopter slaughter video this out there. This was the one with the minivan. Yeah, I'd, uh, this is the, whatever okay. the new one was. I didn't watch it all the way through. I can't believe uh, that, but it was really relatively short. All right. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe I saw so, a cut-up version. I'm sure I did. I was so tired of. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch it's more awful. than a few it, seconds. It's so. very difficult to watch. Yeah, I was just. I've seen things like that before, and so what I'm saying is, this is not like the only video out there of some helicopter crew shooting up innocent people. Right, and and there certainly are helicopter crews out there. I saw one of a video where the uh, in Afghanistan where the helicopter pilot checks with mission control or whomever uh, seven times before he actually open opens fire. Um, and I'm sure that there are good, conscientious people. But this helicopter pilot, in this case, acted like judge, jury, and executioner. Likely not the pilot that was uh, that was doing the shooting, was it? Is it the pilot's uh, puke? You uh, no. repaired helicopters. Yeah, I was a uh, Chinook helicopter repairman for six years. and uh, Those aren't particularly well-armed, are they? Well, it depends. We okay. uh, the, the, hel- the helicopters I worked on had three machine guns, like okay. uh, 7.62 millimeter M60 machine guns. Plenty. Yeah, they're well. They're kind of small, but the uh, the Apaches actually have a gunner and a pilot. Yeah, and it's the gunner that would make the decision for like these videos that you're talking about. He's the one that controls that 20 millimeter chain gun hanging off the nose. Mm. So, okay, so gunner. Then um, I've seen ones where the you know the the gunner uh, asks asks several times to whether or not it's safe to fire. In this case, it just appeared as though he just opened up on a he did open up on a camera crew and just appeared mm-hmm. the that that quick. They made the. The uh, decision. So this is from uh, an American soldier on the ground, and it's from... Who was there? Yeah, from um, who was there. And it's from michaelmoore.com. Yay. Yeah, I can't say that that part makes me very happy. <laughs> but I love that guy. He's so 
Even Cynical a broken clock strikes right twice a day. You know, the, the fact is he has to, uh, he has a name of some re- repute, right? So if he just goes and puts a bunch of crap on the internet that is true of some <laughs> repute. <laughs> so anyway, um, the soldier here. Myself and, and the team I was uh, with were the first dismounted soldiers to arrive on the scene. I saw what appeared to have been three men on a corner. Um, it, was an ex- uh, it was an extreme shock to my system. They didn't look human. I knew that they had. there had to be one time, uh, they had to be at one time, but the destroyed carnage that I was looking at didn't appear to be. Then there was the smell. The smell was unlike anything I've ever smelled before. A mixture of feces, urine, blood, smoke, and something indescribable. I saw an RPG next to the man and an AK-47. Crying. I hear crying. Not cries of pain, but the cries of a small child who'd woken up from a horrible nightmare. I saw... That there uh, was a minivan, and the uh, cries appeared to be coming from it. Myself and another soldier, a 20-year-old private, walked up to the passenger side van. We looked inside. The private was, um, I I was with, reeled back and began to vomit and uh, quickly ran away. What I saw was a a small girl, about four years old, on the passenger side of the bench. Um, This was, by the way, the the minivan that pulled up to help these guys that had gotten shot. Mm -hmm. I don't know about this RPG. I can't claim, um, you know, to know what what happened with these guys. But the minivan was just somebody who was driving up to help, and, you know, the the helicopter opens up on them. So um, what I saw was a uh, girl, four four years old, in the passenger seat on the bench uh, seat. She had a severe belly wound and was covered in glass. The glass was in her hair, in her eyes even, next to her. Half of the floorboard was in the head... um, Half of the floorboard with his next to her, half um, on the floorboard with his head resting on the seat was a boy about seven years old. He wasn't moving from the severe wound on the right side of his head. My first thought he was dead And the driver's uh, seat was who I imagined uh, must have been their father. By the way, he was hunched over the children in a protective way to shield them. There's no way he survived. I immediate, immediately He's a terrorist. Grabbed, I immediately. Right. Right. Well, he looks like a terrorist. Right. He's Middle Eastern. Um, I immediately grabbed the little girl and screamed, medic. The medic and myself went into the house behind the van. There was a local man hiding in the kitchen area of his home. Right. He just had a Vulcan machine gun open up just over his house. I yelled out to him, "Um, help me. He stood up and quickly grabbed a bucket of water with the medic and I used uh, to clean off the girl. I looked as um, I pulled as much glass from her eyes uh, as I could. The whole time I'm thinking, crap, crap. What the crap? These are babies. I'm. Uh, obviously, You're, editing here. These are soldiers, right? They talk like soldiers. Yeah. See, my son was born and not uh, FCC friendly. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, we don't. My son was born on May the thirty first, two thousand and seven, and I hadn't even seen him yet. And I had a daughter who was barely older than this girl. The medic radioed in that she needed to be evacuated because there was nothing else that he could do here. So I handed the child to the medic, who ran to the um, ran the girl to a waiting Bradley armored vehicle. I walked back to the van. I don't know why or what told me to go back to the van, and there was just something making me go to the van. I looked inside the van, and that boy just moved? Holy crap, he just moved. I grabbed the boy from the van and held him against my chest. I was screaming at this point, this boy's alive! This boy's alive! I started running to the Bradley in hopes that it wasn't already leaving. At the time, the boy looked up at me, and his eyes rolled back. My heart sunk. It's okay. I, I have you. It's going to be okay. Don't die. Don't die. I squeezed him just a little tighter, and I put him into the Bradley as gently as I could. What the heck are you doing, McCord? It was my pl- platoon leader. You need to quit worrying about these uh, stupid kids and pull security, he screamed. Roger that, sir. And I said immediately as I went to the rooftop and pulled security. While on the roof, one of the soldiers took a picture of me, and here it is. I didn't realize that I was covered in the blood of these chil- two children. 
Hmm. When we returned to the uh, forward operating base that day, everyone pretty much ignored what happened. I couldn't. I went to the room and tried to clean the children's blood from my uniform, fighting back tears from what had uh, what I had seen. My emotions were taking over the very thing the army taught us not, not to, to do in those. war. Yeah. Now, this is I. Let's make this this point perfectly clear. This is what the army teaches you not to do in war. Cry, but not to feel bad for yeah. whomever. Like I guess human beings that right have died or right. at the hands harmed. of your side. You know that this collateral damage. I guess. My humanity and love for the human race was um, overcoming everything they had taught me. My mind was reeling, the thoughts controlling every ounce of me, and I was then that I decided that I needed to go to see a mental health counselor. Because he must be crazy, right? To be shocked and terrified and upset about uh, two kids blown to pieces by uh, his his team. I went off to an SSG, that's a staff sergeant. For you, Puke? Yes. Um, who was in my line, and I asked him, um, asked to speak with him. When I told him my feelings and how I was unable to deal properly with what I had just witnessed, his response was, you need to suck that crap up, quit being a <laughs> P-word, and get to, get that sand out of your vagina, and get to, if you go to the mental health, uh, if you go to see mental health, there's going to be repercussions. Repercussions. You're going to be charged with malingering. I'm not even sure what malingering means, but it must have to do with sand in your vagina. We'll, we'll come back with uh, more. There's more, yes, Mark? Uh, um, it's, it's just we'll a small amount. Yeah. Here in a moment uh 800-259-9231 you're welcome to share your thoughts i mean what do you say about this it's free talk live 800 sucks 259-9231 In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those, including our listening options. Live streams, we've got them, broadband and dial-up versions, round the clock, plus our listen lines allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen again 24-7. All the details on that stuff is over at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus we've got our webcam, our satellite feed, Listen.freetalklive.com. Get your mess- liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. You can do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different liberty sayings. You can check them out and let your voice be heard with libertystickers.com. I, they, they have so many over there. I like to just go through them so that I can read them. There, Many of them are quite clever, and I uh, enjoy it greatly. Also, if you have a business or something like that, they do custom custom work. They can make... A bumper sticker from pretty much any artwork that you have at libertystickers.com. Just get a hold of them there. They've got their telephone number on the website. If you need custom work, libertystickers.com. All right. So, uh, Mark, you're sharing with us a, a piece written by a soldier who was on the ground during the one of the infamous helicopter slaughters, uh, the video released on WikiLeaks a, a couple months ago. And his story has now come out. Um, he's talking about how when he was on the ground, he went up to the minivan that was being shot up and 
uh, found that there was a family in there and uh, dad was dead. The two kids were severely wounded. Yeah. And like, he doesn't know whether they lived or not. Yeah. They were that badly wounded. And so after he, he said spends, that the people on the street that had been shot up didn't even look human anymore. So after that, uh, after he he works to get those kids out, he runs up against his platoon leader or supervisor or whoever who p- calls him a pussy. Right. And uh, he and, says his emotions were taking over. Uh, the very thing that the army had taught him not to do in war, he was doing. His humanity and love for the human race was overcoming everything that they had taught me. My mind was reeling. I'm sorry, I'm moving from third. It's not the place for somebody who loves the human race to be (laughs) in the military. (laughs) Well, I mean, the 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 reason that they hire people on in the military from ages 17 to 21, or their you know their targets are those are the people that are most equipped emotionally. Yeah, they don't have the empathy. They just don't. You know, I mean, I'm I'm full of testosterone. Right. Yep. Angry the, little boys. Right. And those are the ones that you use to do this. And, of course, if you get them blown up, it's not like they've you created much in the world. You're not like talking like a family yeah, man most or of them anything don't like have that. Yeah. kids. Yeah, they weren't paying that many taxes anyway. So, so that's how this guy did. feels. This guy did have a child, as yeah, he mentioned. he had a couple. So, anyway, um, and it basically goes up against his platoon leader, and his platoon leader says, you, you're just, you know, you need to suck it up. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. if, if you do this, you're going to be charged with malingering. I'm not going to use the language that he did in here, but uh, it's shocking stuff. I couldn't believe that needing to talk to someone could constitute a crime in the Army. But like a good little soldier, I said, roger that, and went back to my room to cope with the only way I knew how. I watched as many movies and listened to as much music as I possibly could to escape the reality of it. where I was. I became extremely angry. I yelled at everyone. I was angry at my soldiers, at my family, civilians back home, but mostly I was angry with myself. I hated myself for what I was a part of. There are many days when I dreamed for an IED or a sniper to take me out and in wow. the pain I was feeling. So, oh, man. I, I, I'll finish up this last paragraph here, but uh, Puke, you you pulled up an article that I think is very important during the break, and I was going to mention this. is um, What's the little statistic they got there in that article? Well, let's see here. I pulled up something from Mental Health News Organization, which is mentalhealthnews.org, and it's the uh, suicide rates among soldiers increases. Uh, let's see here. What have they got? Suicide rates among Army soldiers and veterans are on the rise, and a record number of suicides occurred in the month of June with 32 soldiers uh, including 21 on active duty, taking their own lives. Uh, it's been it's been up and up, and it's yeah, it's, been it's well. The, the numbers are so high at this point that more soldiers are dying from killing themselves than are dying by being killed by the enemy. Yeah, it says I mean, here that no in 09, 163 active duty and 82 members of the National Guard committed suicide. If you're one of these gung ho mil- pro military Republican types out there, or even Democrats, they're, they're out there. Uh, if you're one of these people, you need to step back. For a second, just a bunch think, of wimps. Think about it for That's a second. Are. There are more soldiers that are being they're killing themselves. Right. That's the question. Bunch of wimps. Who is the enemy? If the soldiers are being killing themselves rather than being killed by the enemy, who in fact is the enemy? Is it the American military? Is it the politicians that send America. these soldiers on these stupid missions over Son. halfway around the world for nothing? Son, you know, you know, the American military can do no wrong. What I don't care whether the military can do anything wrong or not. What are they over there for? Trying to help people. Um, are they? Why are they blowing their own heads off then? They they just can't take it. You know they got to get a better what quality, kind of what kind of help are you recruit. offering if somebody can't take it to, to, they, they just to offer got, that help? It's, it's a tough it's a tough world, and they just they got to get better quality recruits. Out More there. training. So there's a story here with the uh, five dead uh, Iraqis. Were they helping them? 
you know, got to break a few eggs if you're going to make an omelet. <laughs> right, because there's, there's millions of Iraqis, so if we blow a few up, it just doesn't matter? You know, we got to do what we got to do for the United States. Right. Well, terrorists. I, <laughs> terrorists, terrorists, terrorists. I, I, right. And that's the story, right? In There are, what, a, a thousand maximum Taliban in Afghanistan right now. Um, and there mm-hmm. are dozens, just a few dozen. Well, you know, if I was in charge, we'd nuke the whole place. Right. Well, that's. Take uh, them out. That's Turn a better glass. answer. Yeah. Honestly, there's a more honest answer. Yeah. Because fewer people would have died if they'd just done that back in uh, 01 if, than if. if fewer they, Americans, I, you mean? Uh, well, fewer Americans. Yeah, probably fewer. Every, well, maybe not nah, everybody, I don't think but. A, the people they would nuke would have been counted as people, I think, too. Uh, yeah, true. The, the, what you have to think about here is if. It's the idea of nuking is is a much uh, it's a much fairer way of looking at it because nobody in America, none of these soldiers give a damn about these people over there. Okay, they are the they they look like the enemy, they sound like the enemy, they smell like the enemy. They're really really close to the enemy. That's the way they're looked at by our military and by our people over here. Please stop making it seem like you give a damn about Iraqis or Afghani's. You don't. If we would have just gone ahead and nuked them, then at the very least. If the United States government had gone and done that, then at the very least, we would have been being fair-minded about this. We don't care what's going on over there. We just want it to stop entering our mind. Because that's what Amer- Americans, uh, you know, they're, they're just, they don't want it. Look, you're infringing on my television time with these 9-11 pictures and stuff. As if any of this crap has done anything to take care of 9-11. Well, it already happened, so I don't know what. You could take care of. Yeah, they, and <laughs> they, all occurred. the guys that perpetrated it are dead. I mean, the the people the they where is Osama bin Laden? They still haven't found that guy. George yeah, Bush no. said he didn't care where he was. He's certainly not in Afghanistan. I mean, really, you believe that Osama bin Laden's still in Afghanistan? Who believes that? There, nobody does. Why do you think? I, I mean, clearly, the reason why they wouldn't go about doing something like that, and it doesn't. I don't. I want to make it sound like you actually support nuking anybody. I know. Um, I don't. I think that the the best solution is to stay the heck out of other people's business. Right. But the but I think this, the reason this, they this don't hearted bullcrap doesn't work. Do you think the reason they don't uh, engage in the most violent option like that is because it'd be, it it'd be so much more uh, just? Uh, it doesn't spend too as much obvious. money. It's I think a, it's too obvious. It would be too obvious. Oh. I think it's about the money. I think that they, you know, all the tanks, all the trucks, all the all the equipment, all the bullets, all the soldiers, all the the all the stuff that they wear, mm-hmm. all that stuff costs a lot more money than taking an ICBM, launching it, and dropping yeah. it in the middle of Baghdad. Because so, so, what you're saying is really about the military-industrial complex, it, and, absolutely, and them benefiting their buddies in in industry. It's than about it is making about, hard bullets to shoot into soft bodies. Than it is about winning the so-called war or whatever. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, because you could also point out they could have sent an assassin after Saddam Hussein or, or Osama bin Laden or a team Put of assassins. Put a real price on his head. For, uh, yeah, for a fraction of the cost, and it's, so it's obviously not about uh, saving money. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you.
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. You can tell your military stories if you want. Uh, That's what we're talking about tonight, at least at this point in the show. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. Puke. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where we've got a lot of features, and they're all free. Our bulletin board system is one of those, with over 500,000 posts. There's an awful lot to talk about there, and it's all for free. bbs.freetalklive.com. You're being researched online every day, especially if you're in a, a professional career. It's affecting your life whether you realize it or not. So no one control what the Internet says about you. There's a company called Reputation Defender that controls your privacy online, manages how you look when someone searches you. Reputation Defender will continuously monitor everything about you on the web, including 40, 40 social networks. It will move your personal information from websites that sell it and collect it, protecting your privacy. It will even allow you to stop unwanted mail from reaching your mailbox. It's Reputation, my, excuse me, go to MyReputation.com to find out more. Use promo code FREE, F-R-E-E, to get a special discount at MyReputation.com. Now, Puke is here with us tonight. Uh, he's got Hello. some experience being in the military. How many years was it? Four? Six and a half. Six, six and a half. Uh, so you were a uh, helicopter repair guy. And yeah, basically a mechanic. I crew chiefed for a little bit there in Afghanistan, but mainly now that just means mechanic. flying up in the helicopter. Yeah, that means I was the mechanic on the helicopter and I manned a gun, shot oh, stuff. But usually it was just rocks. We didn't mm. actually shoot at people. That's good. Yeah, I never never came up on the situation where I had to use the gun. So you didn't have to. Uh, you didn't have to encounter a lot of the same uh, feelings, I guess, of uh, that this guy that we're reading a blog post from here uh that he that he had to because he was actually on the yeah. ground where it, at one point he describes coming up on a minivan that was being that had been shot up by a helicopter crew uh that no uh, i've never i've never seen uh, the human body reduced to ground beef but i the closest i came was we had to uh we, we were called in in an emergency uh, medevac for uh some sf guys are on the ground raiding or something and uh one of the afghanis was shot point blank with a shotgun and he was loaded onto our helicopter and that's certainly something interesting to see and then the next day when we had to clean all the blood out of the helicopter it's just it's kind of it's amazing you don't really realize how much blood is in the human body mm-hmm. but uh yeah when it all comes out it's quite a lot and it's really hard to clean up and you know so really I, bad I'm, day yeah yeah it's it's not a pleasant memory at all and uh, I can't imagine what it would be like to find, you know, mutilated children in a van. Yeah. So and this, that's what this guy was going yeah, through uh, when he was told your to, mind. you know, buck up and uh, get back to work. If we, if you go into the, the term uh, treatment, is drink water, drive on. Yeah. If you go into treatment, <laughs> we're going to go after you. We're going to charge you with some sort of BS crime. Malingering, whatever uh, that means. Yeah. So let's continue. I know Mark, you had some questions for Puke, but let's make sure we burn through the rest of this uh, this it's, story here. It's basically over here. Um, this this guy's just talking about how he had. Uh, you know, many days that he dreamed for an IED or a sniper to just take him out, so it didn't the pain that he was feeling. Um, ever since that day, I live with this. It's burned into my head. I still hear the cries, smell the smells when it's quiet. I close my eyes. I see the carnage like a slideshow. Oh, I'm hoping geez. one day I can sleep a full night without the memories coming back to haunt me. The innocence lost, the friends lost. Hopefully one day I'll, I won't be so angry. Hopefully All of one it day. for what? Yeah. What Freedom. do you get? What anybody get? Freedom. Woo! <laughs> right. Freedom for who? We just have to kill a few more and freedom something. Iraq certainly doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, how that had anything to do with 9-11, which is what it was all hung on. Hopefully one day I'll uh, help others so they'll, they'll not, uh, they, they're not alone in valuing life. So I, I guess, Puke, mm. what, this guy was, I don't know, private uh, specialist, something like that. You know, some, some low-level uh, gun-carrying grunt. 
Well, he said he had soldiers underneath him, so he might might have been a sergeant. But, but he wasn't a platoon leader. Nah, low enough that you know he was. He had somebody yelling at him. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> so, yeah. What would happen if it would be like? And I'm just assuming. I, when I was, I tried to sign up for the military when I was young. I happened to be in prison at the time. Would have been nice to get out for anything. Interesting. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I I'm there are plenty of people that decide to sign up for the military. Whatever their prospects aren't good enough, or they're so excited about the uh, prospects of killing people. And my God, I have heard this. I've heard people say, "Well, I just want to go to the military to kill people." So oh, you can well, say I can, what you I can want. Admit to having certain feelings, yeah, yeah. You know, when you're young enough and you play violent sure. video games and you you don't realize the seriousness of it. Yeah, I've been there. I've I've had those thoughts. The military guys don't want you to talk about these people. These people that go in there that Psychos. are essentially right psychopaths that that are essentially using the military as an. Uh, I went in and told when I was 17 before um, before I was went off to prison. Or maybe I was 18. I went and told the guy, uh, yeah, I just want to be in the section where you kill people. And he said, well, we got that. Sign yeah, this line right here. Right. Like, he was ready to, t- to take me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I told him about having an uh, a outstanding charge. And he's like, well, let's wait until that, uh, that's cleared up and mm-hmm. then we can take you. But whatever. Um, I mean, so this is this is an aspect of the military that people don't want to talk about, but it is. You know, I mean, people, plenty of psychopaths in there. And then um, young men, they wake up. They they realize whoa, and then this they is become a, cops. This is psychos. some <laughs> yeah. some some do some don't, but some say you know I I this is awful. I cannot handle this. And what would it be like? What Puke? have I done? Yeah. What, what would it be like, Puke, if you decided you're you're a specialist or whatever, and you say I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not picking up my gun and going on patrol anymore. If you're in the infantry, how how would that go? Well, in the infantry, it would take a great deal of courage. I've heard plenty of soldiers yeah, saying, "I'm not going to go over to there." I've seen even officers, which is even more amazing, say, "I'm not going over there. This is unconstitutional war, or whatever." But I've never heard of one that says, and and I don't see how I would hear of it. It's not the kind of news story that's going to get out. Yeah, Throw in the brink, gonna... right? <laughs> well, the there brink. is that. Like I wasn't in the infantry; I was in aviation. And it's a little more lax there, but I can I can definitely see if if I had just said, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, it would it would start with a lot of yelling. Probably a lot of crap duty, you know, burning uh, feces or whatever out of the latrines or picking up garbage all day long, doing a lot of PT out in the hot sun, just making your life absolutely miserable. Right, doing whatever it takes to yeah. break you. And if you continued that, then eventually you would probably go to a chaplain and then officers and then a brig. Yeah, you'd and, never see a promotion after that. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. You would probably wouldn't see, you know, the outside after eventually they would just, you you would get charges. How long would you stay in the, in, in the brig? Discharge. Well, I'm not certain. I mean, there's there's a lot of what you you know, just like anything with the government. There's a whole lot of legal bits that no, I don't. I never paid. I'd any rather attention be in the brig. You won't get hit with an IED in there. I probably not, but no, probably uh, not. I, I don't know that I. I the the thing is, is once you, I, it's it sort of seems like once you're on the ground over there, you're screwed. Uh, and one has to ask the question in Puke's case. Um, I like James so much better. In Puke's case, <laughs> he uh, he's over there fixing helicopters. Now, granted, if he I like doesn't... Manwich better, but uh, whatever. <laughs> That's my old nickname. <laughs> if um, if you decide not to fix a helicopter, somebody's going to fix those helicopters. Oh yeah. You know? Well, the so, Raytheon civilians that get paid a hell of a lot more would fix them. <laughs> right. What are you going to do? What What are you doing to to end the war by not fixing the helicopter? You know, why would you not fix the helicopter? Then you know, it's just it's this sort of spiral you go through in your mind. What would I really be be standing up for? And and the answer is, 
Well, not, not much, much because for it, yourself, it's, right, it's, just, yeah. it's the same old story as to, well, if you're going to do non-cooperation wherever it is you are, you're not going to have an effect because no one else is doing it. But if you get together with others who are doing yep. the same thing, then all of a sudden the things change. So if you had a, a significant percentage, you know, 5% of the military basically saying, screw you, uh, then all of a sudden they'd have a real problem on their well, hands. They've got a real problem now. I mean, a larger percentage of the military is uh, killing itself, um, yeah, committing right. suicide, than it's being sense, killed by the enemy. saying screw you, you know, you, you, you can't find any other real way out, so you just take so the ultimate sad. exit, which is suicide. And you know, it will get those thoughts to stop coming. I mean, that's what they really I, want. They don't want to, th- to have to think about the things they've seen or possibly done and the emotions that they feel as a result of, uh, of that. And so that's the way out for them. And it's, it's just it, it, it's, it's shocking I don't blame them to me. Because I, can only imagine. I spent nine years in prison and, um, you know, some would make the argument. I, one could make the argument that it was the most violent prison in the state of Florida. And by that, I would mean numbers of assaults and, and you know, bodily damage and things like that. But um, and it's difficult to, to, to rank those numbers. But I only believe that there were two suicides the entire time hmm. i was locked up and one of them wasn't even there so two suicides well, you don't have guns in, in nine years you can kill yourself anytime yeah. you want man is all me, you need is a ripped prison. off piece of sheet yeah and uh you know you just pull it tight around your neck and, hmm. and pull it up against the bunk is that how they did it you'll the never two, wake you up know, the two that, that, that's one of the that that was the way that convicts instructed each other to kill yeah. kill themselves i never tried it i wouldn't know but <laughs> <laughs> More coming up here with your phone Convicts calls. don't kill themselves. Our soldiers do. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Libby's 100% Pure Pumpkin. Learn how to give everyday recipes a nutritional boost with the power of pumpkin at VeryBestBaking.com. When choosing fruits and vegetables, orange or yellow are your best bets. Vegetables like butternut squash, pumpkin, or yellow peppers are rich in nutrients that are linked with lower risks of certain cancers and heart disease. On the fruit side, cantaloupe, bananas, and oranges offer the same benefits, plus one more. Kids love them. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Puke. And Mark. You are invited to our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there for free. And if you want to help support the show, you can do that by becoming an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the program and get on more radio stations around the country. Hopefully we'll be announcing a brand new station uh, sometime this week. Plus, uh, we'll also get more internet listeners on board. It allowed us to launch our own uh, LRN.FM satellite channel, and there's so much that we can do, and we appreciate all your help. Head over to Become an Amplifier, if you're not yet, at amp.freetalklive.com. There's a brand new system there, ironing some of the bugs out, but it's, uh, it seems to be working pretty well at, uh, at this point. So hop on board with uh, any major credit card, PayPal. Some alternative options are available as well at amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, uh, the commercial-free podcast, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. So, uh, still kind of catching up on things we mentioned that uh, that we had. I think we mentioned this one on uh, on the air, Mark. That you had an email from somebody in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, uh, the place where we do this radio program, or from where we do this uh, radio program, the place whence we do this radio program. Correct. 
so, Mark, what's the, the email? Say? <laughs> okay. So um, this one's from uh, Tim. And he says, I, I just want to say I enjoy your show. I live in Keene, a transplant from Knoxville, Tennessee, since 2005. I'm a new listener and appreciate what you guys do. I agree with you mostly and think that you are incredibly well informed. Sometimes Ian is a little off the wall, but then um, I, I was similar in, in I'm, but then I am a similar age to you and have a five year old, so it's uh, it's cool that you guys are right there in Keene. So I mean, you know, he he's closer in age to me. Maybe he um, has some similar feelings in that way. So uh, this is uh, what, one thing that you can get from this email is what's it like for people in Keene, New Hampshire, with uh, this sort of on the ground activism that's going on. This guy's not a Free State Project member. Mm-hmm. He moved here in 2005. He could have been, but he probably never heard about these ideas, wasn't as interested um, in it, and just happened to move to Keene, New Hampshire. I'm pretty certain they all hate us, right? <laughs> well, that's that's they what want you, you to believe. You would want they would want you to believe. Now I I reveal right. myself to be a Free Stater on a regular occasion. I can't I can't lie about this, and. Right. I, you know, every once in a while I get somebody who's a little shocked. Really? You're a free stater? Like, I, I thought you people were supposed to be blue. Where's your, where's your, I thought your hair was supposed to be on fire. You're not topless. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But other uh, than that, you know, I don't get much. Yeah, well, actually, uh, I didn't get out for it today, but there was a free Rich Paul, uh, one of the activists is in jail right now, uh, free Rich Paul, I guess, outreach event that was going on today or protest, whatever you want to call it. That was happening at the the Central Square area in Keene, the main downtown zone, uh, where there was apparently quite a bit of uh, positive response from uh, from people. Uh, mm. You know, the usual uh, few thumbs down, angry. They're always going to be angry people. Sure, there's people who but, dis- agree and disagree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually, anytime I mention it, I, I don't really just bring it up. But I I work, you know, at a place kind of blue collar, and most people are like, what. Yeah. They don't have any idea. They're what, completely free, unplugged. Free state what? The what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Really, the the people that are most likely to know about uh, the Free State Project are the people who are threatened the most by it. Yes. I mean, the people who are inside the yeah. system. The political types. Exactly. The, well, the politicians. you're about the Free State Project, and I think I think that's true, but the people who are most likely to know about the Free State Project live in Keene, because it uh, the Free State Project doesn't show up on the... Uh, the radar of no, your average true. bureaucrat around the state. Oh, well, but it does show up on the radar of your average bureaucrat in Keene. Luther actually posted an update on his Facebook uh, profile today. Our co-host Luther, he fixes copy machines for a living. And so that means that he's frequently in the offices of these very bureaucrats. And uh, Puke, you commented. Fly so. on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, he yeah. gets to overhear all these conversations that go on. And it's, it's surprising. I mean, Luther doesn't go into these places every single day. But whenever he's in, he was in the, uh, I guess, the National Prosecutor's Office or something like that uh, today. And uh, he overheard them ta- complaining about the Free Staters, saying that we're picking on them. The poor babies. Yeah. <laughs> well, stop picking on me and taking all my money. Right, it's like the big bully crying because, you know, the victims are saying no. You know? <laughs> right. You're, You're supposed to give me the lunch money. Yeah, <laughs> so I put on funny. this badge so everybody would worship me. Why, is, why are they not? I just think, so that, I just think that's incredibly amusing. So they are talking, uh, even if there's not a lot of action going on, Mark, uh, in, in other parts of the state as far as civil disobedience and non-cooperation, well, yeah. the bureaucrats know because they all talk. I'd like to point out that the people um, that, that they're still talking about, they're not talking about the free staters who are the vast majority of them are out there who are getting elected or you know have moved to the state. And the majority voting. of them are not getting elected. Only a handful have. Well, they're working in the, the, political, the political campaign system. campaigns. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're going about sort of normal life as uh, political activists or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's a few of them have uh, gotten involved in, in outside the system activism, and 
those people are probably they're 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 stirring the stirring things up far more, and the bureaucrats, you know, I think those are the ones that they're complaining about. Oh yes, okay, clearly. That's just well, that's the distinction. <laughs> I'm just I telling make. you. You said free staters, and I I think we're still talking about free keeners mostly, people that went to Nashua in order to. Well, there's disobedience out in Manchester. Some, a yeah. little bit. Uh, so I, what I was telling you, though, Mark, is that uh, the people that are most aware of free staters, and I mean that that as a term, mm-hmm. uh, are the people who are threatened by them. And I don't just mean just uh, the, the people out in Keene. I mean anybody who's a liberty activist slash free stater. They're, the government bureaucrats are the ones who are paying the most attention because they're the ones that are, uh, you know, they're in jeopardy. Their they're, uh, they're grip, their stranglehold on freedom is... It's pretty tenuous now. Anyway, go back to your, your so email. T- Tim goes on and he wants to say the one thing that I think that's not accurate regarding the FSP is the tax issue. When I moved here, um, there uh, when I moved here, there was someone uh, there was someone who a bureaucrat who wanted to visit our home for tax purposes. Are you kidding me? In Knoxville, I called mm-hmm. the tax assessors and requested to have my taxes lowered to whatever, and it was granted over the phone. Our home was twice the size as it is here and only $800 a year as opposed to the $5,000 a year I pay here. Yeah, it's crazy. Sales tax in um, Tennessee was high, 9%, however, and I would have to, but I would have to spend $50,000 a year right. to equal the taxes that I now pay in New Hampshire. No the way. Same way. I don't spend anything, um, any, everything I make, 50000 so there's no way I could spend yep. 50000 every year. I can choose to pay sales tax, but I can't choose to pay property taxes unless I choose not to live in Keene. And I think that's the crux of it. Uh, there, Tim. Uh, you know he's he's specifically talking about Keene and what the taxes are like here. And what one of the claims of the Free State Project is is the it's the lowest tax burden per person um, of any any state in the nation. And it's I guess it's true, right? I haven't done the research, um, but I assume that the people that have done the research they had it cited there. And uh, let's say that it's let's say it's one of the lowest states. Just to just to be fair. Mm-hmm. That's not true in every municipality. Every municipality it's has different. its own tax rate. Yeah. Um, Keene is one of the highest in the state. Top two. Um, yeah, it's, uh, Berlin is higher, but the property isn't worth nearly as much. And it's basically only populated by bureaucrats at this point since all the working people have moved out. So they have to keep on jacking up the rates in order to pay the, themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Keene, on the other hand, is this it's a wealthy community with the college students and stuff like that coming in and out professors things like that and it's got one of the highest rates uh, i pay half ian of what you pay mm-hmm. um you have a uh, you know you have a just sort of a normal house a duplex and you know nothing special about it i live on 11 wooded acres i pay half of what you pay mm-hmm. so tim you ch- yes you chose the one of the most expensive places in the state to live yeah I, my tax burden went up when i moved to uh, new Hampshire. yeah and it's, but it's well worth it because I get to be in a place where freedom has a chance, and sure. I get to be around some of the best activists, and I'm right in the middle of downtown, so it's really convenient to live here. That's and, one of the th- and I own a duplex, so I cover all the taxes. Right. No That's problem. one of the advantages um, when it comes to being in downtown Keene. You ride your bike almost everywhere. I'm, uh, my wife was, uh, is going out of town, and I was down to one automobile there for a little while. I think I've got that covered now. But um, I was going to borrow your car for a week while she was mm-hmm. gone. It doesn't mean anything to you. You don't even use a, an automobile. That's Once how, every couple of weeks, go to the grocery store. Right. You go to the grocery store, and that's the only thing just to, to, to drag the groceries around with. And other than that, you ride your bike everywhere, and that's, you know, that's nice. Uh, I don't know if it saves you three uh, or $3,000 a year, but, um, you know, it's, it's worth something. No, I just like the convenience. I like that. I've yeah, never sweet. lived in a city before. I always kind of lived out in the suburbs, yeah. and, and it's, it's nice. It's a nice place to be. So uh, let's continue. Okay. So, um, Another thing, a dog license? A bike license? What the heck? Well, there you go again. You're talking about your municipality, uh, Tim. You've got dog licenses out in the middle of nowhere, though. Yeah, they do. Yeah. 
That doesn't mean it's the municipality that chooses to have these licenses. Keene has a has a bike license, which they don't enforce. Um, I, which the cop, uh, the uh, the top cop, admitted on the air uh, the other day. Yeah, they don't they don't enforce that. They have no choice. So on, on one hand, uh, it's all about enforcing the law when it comes to having an open they didn't beer, have a choice. Yeah, an open container in the park. But uh, when it comes to the bicycle registration or enforcing little league games on Sunday, uh, making sure they don't have uh, their games, then uh, no, then all of a sudden it discretion comes into play. So, um, yeah, anyway, that's kind of his, uh, his thing. So he says that Tennessee was much more liberty-oriented, and probably because he was mm. living out in the country more so than he— um, That will make know, a difference. Yeah, yeah. That, that absolutely makes a difference. Where you get more people, you have more government, generally, and where you have more government, you have less freedom. Well, maybe this guy will run for city council and uh, try to change things yep. within the system. So, <laughs> anyway, just uh, that's his email. Hey, thanks for the email, man. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. He should come out uh, if he's in— in line with these ideas, you should come out and meet some of the activists. Uh, there was a, a guy out today that uh, apparently really got into the uh, the protest they were having today and got on the megaphone and everything. And so it's starting to gel with some people. Woo, More megaphone. coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is on the way. Death. Its shadow followed Paul. Its hot breath had flowed across the back of his neck. Its cold fingers had caressed his throat. As Paul dabbles in the occult world of the Ouija board, a dangerous netherworld opens up to him, and he discovers the frightening possibility that a demonic dimension may be merging with our own. Read Matthew Wayne's debut novel, The Ouija's. To find out more, available now as an ebook at IPIC Publishing, IPICPublishing.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. As the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. 9231, you can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Coming up here, uh, we're going to get to your phone calls first, but after that, uh, when we get a chance, we'll continue the military theme with an update on Bradley Manning. He is the the guy Mm -hmm. who released the videos or allegedly uh, released the video of the helicopter massacre that we were talking about earlier in the show to uh, WikiLeaks, and now the military is going after him in a big way, and it's just despicable what they're doing to this man. Uh, But first, let's go to the phones and the fun. Mike is listening in Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ian. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Okay. I'm a guy who just found you guys on the internet. I'm always listening to podcasts all the time. How did you Um, find us? Okay, I... Basically, I Googled free talk. Excellent. Free talk, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And and I found that you guys have answered, well, you guys being any right-thinking human, I guess I should say, have answered a lot of the questions I've had in my own mind. And and I I even listened to the audio book, uh, The Market for Liberty. Oh, good choice, good choice. I've already ate it up, yeah. And uh, I'm wondering, i got a couple questions in this free market society. If we can take that as a, a model, basically, for the free market society, what would that mean? Would that mean that there are no laws? No, I would, say, I would say that uh, you, know, you would still have rules, and this is one of the reasons why I don't call myself an anarchist, because I think the word anarchist has a connotation of no rules. 
and I'm fully in favor of having rules. I mean, for instance, uh, and if you want to call those rules laws, like private laws, you could. It just all depends on what, what term you want to use. But uh, I might demand that you remove your shoes when you uh, come into my home. And that's a private law. It's a rule. It's something exactly. that I've come up with because I have dominion over uh, over my property. And, and you, as someone who respects property, would respect those, uh, those rules. And if you didn't want to respect those rules, then a private defense agency of some sort uh, would be able to remove you from my property, that kind of thing. Okay, now here's my question then, because I'm always I'm the, I'm like the skeptical. I'm like Good. always always thinking the worst. Let's say I'm at work, I come home, someone's in my house doing whatever kind of mischief that you could imagine. Mm-hmm. In that society, would I be able to just put a cap and? basically in their head. No, I think that that (laughs) your ability to bust a cap uh, depends on the kind of level of threat that you're receiving. I mean, if you've just got some... What's that? You see what I'm saying? I come home. It's in my house. Yeah, right, right. Well, this this kind of is reminiscent of the old question of, well, if uh, if a little girl comes out and dances on an old man's flowers, does he have the ability to come out to his property? So does he have the ability to come out and blast her head off with a shotgun? I mean, it's a I kind of say, no. That'd be ridiculous. Well, it does seem ridiculous, right? But, uh, yeah. but the reason <laughs> the reason why that's ridiculous is because. The only real damage that's been done is to the flowers, and so it's not yeah. appropriate to uh, to reciprocate with violence well, in that right. way. So this guy's life, even if he's a stinking thief, is not worth. Or, I mean, the, the the television that he's stealing isn't worth the stinking thief's life. So, um, you know, there there are people out there that would say to themselves, "Here's an opportunity to shoot somebody, yeehaw!" And uh, you know, I can't say that I haven't been in that in that group of people before, but I think that. Sort of this, uh, once you, you get the philosophy of liberty and you really begin to internalize it, you'll understand that it needs to, you need to reciprocate. If you're going to use force to solve problems, and I'm not even 100% sure that force is a good solution to any problem, but, uh, you know, in, in the, in the instance that you're going to use it, you want to use it to mitigate harm, to prevent harm from occurring. So if you're going to use force, it's because somebody is using greater force or threatening greater force against you, your family, or someone. A well, loved one, they, uh, or even somebody else. Don't they already have yeah, that the castle and doctrine? Basically, Ian, that's what I meant by it. Because, like, I'm the kind of guy, like, just leave me alone, let me do my thing. Don't I can do my business? Don't mess with me. But I'm just saying, in that weird event that somebody did in that society, that that actual book painted. Because, like I said, you guys, the way you're thinking, I've always basically thought, but I've been trained up in the the. The public school system. I've sure. been basically brainwashed. I'm unbrainwashing myself. We did too. I've never heard anybody else say stuff like you guys say. Well, thank you. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, I'm, no, I appreciate all of that. I, and like, I do. It's always been in the back of my head, right? But sure. I'm like, well, I'm in this system. I have to do this and that thing. I have to pay this tax, do this thing, whatever. I have to meet this regulation. That's a bunch of. Yes, so yeah, it is. I was just wondering, <laughs> you know, about the whole entire thing because it's all new to me, and it's actually kind of it's well, I guess liberating. Yeah, it's exciting. It, it really <laughs> is. <laughs> I could say, I guess. So, so tell me, uh, and this sounds like you've got a young one there. Um, so, what, um, what, what other questions do you have? Do we answer your question appropriately about the you know the drunken guy bumbling around in your house or whatever the situation would be? Yeah, I'm, I, well, I, I, I know you guys are on actual air now, so I'm, hey, Kurt, <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the radio. I, I, I'm saying that like you know 
basically to, to put in the nutshell that the right to defend yourself, because like I said, I listened to that book, I ate it up and, and, and I, I understand the free market basically can rule everything. It takes care of itself. Sure. And the marketplace would come up with, and the marketplace would come up with standards on what uh, you know, uh, what was an appropriate amount of force to use in a certain situation. Also, I think that people would take the responsibility for t- protecting themselves far more seriously um, instead of yeah, you know, hiring true. people to stand around in silly uniforms with guns on their hips. I exactly. think that people likely a great deal of them would carry weapons around with them, and you know, different types. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe they'd have some of them would have concealed guns. Maybe some would carry guns on their hips. Maybe some would have uh, little uh, short knives or whatever. I, I think that in a short range, a short knife is is more deadly than, yeah, a, than a handgun. Basically, my, well, my personal philosophy is this. I mean, I, like I said, I live in St. Louis. I'm about to start a job. I do electrical work in a really bad neighborhood. I'm carrying my gun anyway. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says. I mean, Better to be better tried to be, than uh, tried by uh, 12, 12 than carried, carried by, by six. six. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing that stuff anyway. I'm just saying that, that, that I deal with that book, which was just, I mean, a phenomenal. I mean, I'm almost like a religious convert with this deal that I have. <laughs> That's what I'm it's serious. like for people when I mean, they first. Look, a lot of people. Like, I listen. Look, I listen. I get you guys by podcast. I got the times yeah. of your shows. I don't even. I haven't even heard anything of this show. I know I can call in and talk about anything, so I call in. And uh, you know, I basically to me, man is a religious being. Now, you can believe in Jesus, whatever. That's not the point. The point is, even if you're an atheist, you have that zeal of believing what you believe. And I just want to be, I, I agree basically with what you guys are saying. I just have a couple of questions, you know, about sure. it. So sure, man. I just and wanted to get, I just wanted to touch base and, you know, call in and see hey, what's yeah, up. Man. Anytime, we love questions. I mean, so anytime you've got one, don't ever hesitate to reach out. I appreciate hearing from you and uh, maybe we'll see you up here in New Hampshire one of these days. Yeah, don't Thank- count it out. Uh, <laughs> Alright, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you. And yeah, it is a, it is a really amazing experience coming across the message of freedom and coming across the you know the the fact that there are actually other people out there who understand what you've always been thinking and that wow you're not alone <laughs> yeah and wow, i think that it's crazy. i think it's uh you know some might say well religious zeal what's this guy talking about this is not the sort of talk that somebody should have these people are running a cult or something like that but think about it for a second what kind of zeal do people have in the united states of america put their hands over their hearts the tear trickles down there. They stand up straight. They, I mean, what are they doing mm. but praying to the flag when idol. this happens? Yeah. I, I mean, have a zeal for meat. <laughs> meat is I a, love meat. a delicious thing. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, the Market for Liberty is the book he's talking about. If you haven't had a chance to read or hear it, you can do that and go to book.freekeen.com. That's uh, book.freekeen.com. Yeah, I'd like to suggest that uh, for his little situation there as a gun nut myself, um, you, you should always be responsible as a as a gun owner and you, you should you should never think that the first thing i'm ever going to do if i'm carrying a gun is shoot somebody that's your last resort you don't yeah. want to be using that thing first off if somebody's in your house you should draw the weapon you should confront them get out and, and give them the chance to you know kneel on the ground or, yeah. or stop or something you shouldn't just shoot somebody oh yeah yeah shoot them yeah. i got Absolutely. them that's the wrong answer toll free numbers 800-259-9231 i mean for all you know it's some drunk guy that thought he was in his house you know, just have the front door. Or it could just... be a relative. <laughs> There's that too. <laughs> oh, my mother in law. All right, we're coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. 
Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there. Features including stuff like our webcam. We've got our cam at cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch and listen and interact because our chat room is built into the very same page. So enjoy all that for free at cam.freetalklive.com. But you need to know that the webcam is brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. Yeah, Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. Um, Not only do they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all your major networking equipment manufacturers, and up to 99% off of list price. You heard me right, 99% off of list price. But they also offer great prices and service on used networking equipment, such as Cisco routers and switches. So if you're uh, if you're not in the telecom uh, business, you can still buy your routers and switches from them at uh, memorydealers.com. Their stuff's in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery, and they support Free Talk Live, memorydealers.com. By the way, uh, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for helping make uh, freetalklive.com the number one search result on Google for free talk. <laughs> well, it seems like we should be the number one search result for free talk. Uh, it's it makes sense to me. Number two is Skype. So, I mean, that's some pretty heavy competition. Yeah, right. We're kicking Skype right? at on uh, free talk. I'm pretty sure if we did a little Alexa search, uh, free talk live would be dwarfed by the popularity of uh, the Skype website. So it's pretty cool. Uh, that we're up there like that. Also, aren't we the best for excellent breasts as well? I think we're still... At one point, we were number <laughs> one uh, if you ser- searched excellent breasts. Yep, it's still the number one result. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the thread. It's a bulletin board system thread that is on our forum. Yeah, uh, that forum's finally paying off. Yeah, Woo! it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thanks to everybody who listens and spreads the word about Free Talk Live. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the number. Back to the uh, the military theme here as we've... We started the show out by talking about the helicopter, uh, the slaughter, that one of the helicopter slaughters that was videoed and, and released online through WikiLeaks a couple months ago. Uh, and so I've got an update on that case, on what's actually happening in regards to that. Uh, Bradley Manning is the man who is going to be taking the heat for this, and it's just absolutely outrageous what they're trying to do to this young uh, young man. According to independent.co.uk, as governments around the world assess the damage done by WikiLeaks Afghanistan war logs, there's also, I guess, a, a huge leak of a bunch of information that came out uh, what, just today or something like that. Or yeah, yeah, yeah I briefly heard about that, but I didn't look into it. Top story. I think, yeah, it was, it was a huge. It was a huge amount. I, I, I read about it too. Thoughts also turned to a lonely U.S. Army private who goes by the screen name Bradass87, currently behind bars in Kuwait. <laughs> Bradley Manning, 22, was serving as an Army intelligence analyst in Baghdad when he was taken into custody by military police in May of this year and transferred to Kuwait. Charges against him were filed this month, and if they stick, he could face 52 years in prison. Now, he didn't kill any of his superiors. 
He didn't go out and blow something up of he the military. He didn't give the military secrets to some evil foreign power. Well, they're going to argue that he gave away secrets. But, right, and uh, that's the thing. You know, releasing them to the world, which includes American citizens who have paid for them, um, you know, it, it's hard to make the same thing. It's not. He's not talking to the Russian spy. Yeah, his his crime is pulling back the curtain. That's right. Revealing the truth of, of, you know, these war crimes and atrocities. That Manning and WikiLeaks are acquainted has been well established. Manning is charged with providing WikiLeaks with a U.S. military video of a raid in Iraq of two, uh, July 20, 2007, showing the gunning down of civilians, including two Reuters journalists. The charges currently filed against him stem from disseminating that video. Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks, said he was ready to help fund a civilian defense. Uh, Manning might launch to fight those charges. As to whether he was the source for the new trove of documents, Assange noted, there's no allegation as far as we can determine that this ma- uh, this material is connected to Mr. Manning. If Manning was the source, he might have got away with it had he not struck up a cyber relationship with Adrian Lamo, a convicted hacker in California who reported their contact to the Pentagon. What a scumbag. Uh, if Lamo thought he was doing the nation a service by exposing Manning, there was apparently little he could do about WikiLeaks. It has, uh, it has acted in a tremendously irresponsible fashion, said Lamo yesterday. This is the hacker uh, critiquing WikiLeaks, saying they took advantage of systems that were put into place for the purpose of intelligence sharing and for the purpose of making sure that all elements of national security, both at home and abroad, had access to the information they needed in order to do their job. So basically you have a nationalistic, uh, militaristic hacker here. And it's like the- yeah, it's pretty sad, a hacker that thinks like that. Yeah, he's just an he's an embarrassment to uh, the hacker community, I'm sure. Uh, Lamo contended Manning could not have done it all alone, but Manning, we learn, had sufficient guile to see that while the military had banned all personnel from using zip drives and other storage devices that might be used to download sensitive material, like a video of slaughtering civilians, they had not included CD-ROMs. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So he would slip in discs that he pretended were Lady Gaga albums and even reportedly lip-synced her songs as he downloaded the secret material. Yeah, oxymoron, army intelligence right there. Yes, military intelligence. So uh, this poor young man is facing 52 That should have tipped him off right there when he was like, oh, I love Lady Gaga. Nobody (laughs) loves Lady Gaga in the army. That's just, that's silly. He should have put in an Iron Maiden or an ACDC. Well, he was in the intelligence bureau. It's not like he was one of the groups. Yeah, that's true. He worked in an office. So I think you guys are just making all kinds of uh, assumptions. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, you know just, what they say about some assuming. Just so, some guy who liked Lady Gaga. Whatever, man. <laughs> I've seen uh, Bradley Manning's picture all over Facebook profiles here within the last uh, few days. So yeah. I, there must be something happening uh, surrounding this. I don't know where people need to go uh, in order to, uh, to to get that information. There is a website. I think it's bradleymanning.com com perhaps but if perhaps somebody else out there knows more about exactly how one could help out bradley manning oh yes bradleymanning.org the title of the website is help bradley manning so i'm guessing uh that's going to be a good place to go to get more information about how you can help this guy out because it's it's just just just, just disgusting what they're doing to him 52 years in prison for revealing what everybody should already know and that is that the military are a bunch of killers and they're, they are killing innocent people. Well, what's interesting that I find is that they actually give us classes, or at least when I was in uh, four years ago, they gave us classes about the Geneva Convention and how you are supposed to, regardless of orders, question 
you know, if you think an order goes against the Geneva Convention and is inhumane or something, you're, you're supposed to report that. But apparently, thanks to the Internet, he didn't have to report it to anybody. He just gave out the information to the world. And, you know, obviously, you know, uh, you know brass frown upon soldiers being mm. able to disseminate information thinking for themselves people. yeah sure. thinking for themselves well they I'm used sure to they, they used hate to have... the internet oh, oh absolutely so i'm surprised they even let you guys on the internet really i mean i understand yeah. it's filtered to some extent well they but... try but we're not stupid right <laughs> so, right they don't know they, they don't know enough that's the thing about the internet is uh, you know whatever it is that the government or bureaucrats or people in charge want to do to to stifle people you know those there's that want to get it. on it there's ways around yeah our internet in iraq we had it was fairly popular uh, a bunch of guys would get together and you could order a, a large parabolic dish which was receiving uh, radio uh, you know waves from mm-hmm. another transmitter off base it wasn't satellite it was basically radio transmission yeah. and, and that internet was not filtered they'd try and tell us oh it's filtered you're not supposed to go to these websites we'll know they didn't know there's uh, bs and yeah. yeah yeah more coming up here at 800-259-9231 you want to help bradley manning try bradleymanning.org and if you've got more information for us please share 800-259-9231 you can take control of the airwaves this is free talk live Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. And freetalklive.com features including stuff like our archives. Perhaps you've missed a moment of the show. No worries. They're all right there on the front page of the website. Back for a week on the front page. In fact, then you click on the archives link and you can go all the way back to 2006. All for free at freetalklive.com. School Sucks Podcast provides ideas and information about the eventual end of childhood subjugation. Because indoctrination plus regurgitation plus graduation does not add up to a real education. Please visit SchoolSucksProject.com to learn more. 800-259-9231. So we're going to continue here. Of course, you are welcome to uh, take control and bring up whatever you want. We just mentioned Bradley Manning, the latest on his situation. He's the guy accused of leaking the helicopter slaughter video to uh, WikiLeaks. And they're now going after him with uh, punishment of 52 years. He's looking at 52 years, presuming that he's found guilty in the military's own court system, of course. Yeah, that's fair. I'm sure the rules are even worse uh, in favor of the the federal government yeah. or the military. Uh, but that's not all. According to the Wall Street Journal, they are indeed investigating him for the uh, this this brand new release of information. And you have to wonder if this guy didn't have anything to do with this brand new release of information, and they just pin it on him anyway. It happens, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're when you're an investigator, yep. investigators are good um, investigators when they find bad people. They are bad investigators when they do not. So they didn't manage to find Bradley Manning. He was actually turned in by an informant, mm-hmm. and so dirty, they, they're already snitch. looking a little silly. <laughs> and 
What's the uh, you know what are they going to do this this next stuff that comes out? It's right. easy to find Bradley Manning. It's hard to find the person who released it. The Some new guy, Puerto Rican guy, right? So according to uh, the Wall Street Journal, military investigators are checking computers used by Bradley Manning, a intelligence analyst charged this month with leaking classified information to see if he is the source of thousands of military documents published Sunday by WikiLeaks. The material released by WikiLeaks relates entirely to the war in Afghanistan while Private Manning was stationed in Iraq. But investigators are trying to determine what material he was able to get access to and what material he transferred. Colonel Dave LePan, a Pentagon spokesbureaucrat, said investigators are looking broadly to determine where the material was taken from, but acknowledged that PFC Manning was a person of interest in the investigation. He's someone we're looking at closely, said LePan. WikiLeaks Sunday published thousands of secret U.S. military documents spanning more than five years. The information is part humdrum, because it is from bureaucracy, and also dramatic, showing in raw detail the intelligence reports sent from personnel in the field. Among other things, the documents discuss civilian casualties, Pakistan's role in aiding the Taliban, and the weapons capabilities of the Afghan insurgency. WikiLeaks founder, uh, when asked about Manning, said there's no allegation. Uh, he said WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks has nonetheless committed funds to his legal defense. Again, you can go to BradleyManning.org uh, to find out different ways how you can help Brad. Offering his military-appointed legal team money in case it wants to hire civilian counsel. Assange said the source who leaked the documents was motivated by a desire to call attention to a number of these incidents. Manning's military defense team didn't respond to requests seeking comment. I think they call that a conscience. You mean the uh, the the man that was uh, that's or the, the the person who sent these in? You're talking about? Yeah. Well, he just yeah. was quoted there. The guy was you know had feelings, and they call that a conscience, apparently. In early July, the U.S. military <laughs> announced it would press criminal charges against Manning for transferring the classified military information, and then they kind of go over what we already talked about. So they are investigating him. He's their person of interest because, well, they don't really have any other leads, right? I mean, this yeah, like you're saying, he's there. They've already got one charge against him, so why not slap another uh, bunch and put him in the jail for the the rest of his life. I mean, he's already looking at life in prison, 52 years uh, for the the one release of the one video. Um, and that's, he's 22 years old. <laughs> You're talking about being 70 yeah. plus years old when yeah, you I get don't, out. I don't know how um, uh, the military works with early release or anything like that, but I suspect it's not really great. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I would just suspect that the military probably has an unlimited budget for keeping people in prison. And, um, but, you know, they, they probably do most of their time, if not all of it. So you're welcome to share your thoughts at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. The, the lesson here is uh, don't talk to people. If you're doing <laughs> anything, don't don't just strike up a friendship with some yeah. random hacker. <laughs> yeah. I've, you know, when it comes to, to, to crimes, and I don't want to give any advice to people on how to how to do violent crimes or anything like that. I'm talking about crimes that the government calls crimes. Crime and, against the state. Far, as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Uh, Manning here, did a did, did a good service for the world at large Absolutely. it may be a crime to the state but as far as i'm concerned it's a good thing but you have to keep it quiet um the you know the the first person you tell it's not a secret anymore yeah and i think that he approached the uh, the snitch hacker looking for help like looking for uh information about how to submit it or something like that is that's, that's yeah, my recollection I seem to of the recall story. something like that or maybe just I, he the story I read, uh, he might have even been just looking for somebody to, uh, what, do, what do you call it, like, uh, you know, talk to about it or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you figured you he could trust a hacker. Yeah. You know, if, if you're going to talk to somebody, get a cat, talk to them. <laughs> and it won't reveal your secrets, hopefully. 
So, uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly not a laughing matter as far as what's, uh, what's happening to this poor young man. And so that's the latest on that situation. Again, 800-259-9231. So a little bit of news here out of Arizona. According to Reuters, the tough state immigration crackdown starts on Thursday. Uh, Nicaraguan mother Lorena Aguilar hawks a television set in a few clothes on the baking sidewalk outside her West Phoenix apartment block. A few paces up her street, undocumented Mexican neighbor Wendy Viensor touts a kitchen table, some chairs, and a few dishes as her family scrambles to get out of Arizona ahead of a looming crackdown on so-called illegal immigrants. Uh, she said, "Everyone who's selling the little, everyone is selling the up the little they have and leaving." Uh, she's headed for Pennsylvania. We have no alternative. They have us cornered. The two women are among scores of illegal immigrant families across Phoenix, hauling the contents of their homes into the yard this weekend as they rush to sell up and get out before the state law takes effect on Thursday. The law, toughest imposed by any U.S. state to curb illegal immigration, seeks more the, uh, seeks to drive more than 400,000 undocumented day laborers, landscapers, house cleaners, chambermaids, and other workers out of Arizona, which borders Mexico. And I'm telling you, that's going to be really good for their economy when all those hardworking people leave, right? Yeah, that is well, as well. Aren't there going to be tons of Americans running to fill their jobs? I know that's I want to be a believe. dishwasher for five bucks an hour. Woo! That's what they would have <laughs> you believe. But remember, uh, Mark, we... we Told stories of these ICE raids where the uh, – what does it stand for? Immigration and Customs Enforcement, where they'll come into a business like a manufacturer or something like that in a small town and they'll just clean house and they'll take away you know, 70 percent of their workforce – and, and then they and then they come back three months later and they talk to townspeople about what it's like, people that make a living off of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you can imagine what it's like, you know, for these young kids when their moms are scooped up in these in these things and you know they're with neighbors or whatever. God, it must be horrifying. But the townspeople talk about well, suddenly all the customers went away. It sure was fun to talk about illegal <laughs> aliens and how dumb and bad they are. But now we ain't got nobody doing business yeah. with us. Now I can't pay the rent. Right. And, you know, it's I, I, I'm i sure my tenants? It's, it's not everybody out there. But suddenly when you realize that a good portion of your customers might have actually been here illegally, a good a good enough portion that you can't make your it's 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 hard to make rent and stuff. Suddenly, those people don't seem so bad. Well, and of course, this is even uh, more. In, this is even more significant than what has happened to those, because in those, I mean, it's significant to the people that live in those towns. But on a wider scale, is what's happening in Arizona, where not only are they going to be driving the so-called illegals out, they'll also be driving everybody else who's brown. I mean, are you really going to be wanting to live in Arizona yeah. and be uh, brown tinged? You don't skin? want to be Italian if you live in Arizona because they're probably going to harass you yeah, well, constantly. They're they're definitely going to harass uh, brown people. And the other thing about this is they're going to start harassing everybody because as soon as they start harassing brown people, the complaint will come out that they're uh, you know they're they're racially profiling, and they will be. Uh, and so that'll be their excuse to harass everybody. I want and equal so, tyranny for all. That's how it'll be. That's how it's going to be in uh, in Arizona starting this Thursday. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll tell you a little bit more about who's leaving. At least it's a dry tyranny. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This is. 
is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features, including our news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up for free. You can follow our email updates. You can get uh, follow the Twitter, the Facebook, whichever way works best for you. You can have it. News.freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And puke. And Mark. All right. We're talking about the immigration uh, crackdown that is expected to begin on Thursday in Arizona. There's been much discussion uh about this Arizona ordinance or the statute that basically makes it it's going to make life a police a real police state there in Arizona where the cops will pretty much be able to demand your identification any old time they want uh you know you're going to have to carry around your birth certificate with you or something absurd like that and we don't really know how it's all going to pan out but yeah what if you don't have identification or a birth certificate or something for some reason get ready to see the inside of a jail cell i guess so uh so we'll give you some more detail here on what's going on but michael is on the line in california you're on free talk live hello michael michael in california good evening how are you what's on your mind tonight well you know immigration uh illegal immigration um you guys are in new hampshire correct that is correct and you like to have a freedom-loving uh, people join you. I mean, you you actually have don't you have a website where people can come and join you to be to uh, live within the Constitution and, and small government. Uh, yeah, no, it's not really about the Constitution, but the Free State Project. The statement of intent says that uh, you'll work to the maximum extent uh, that you can to achieve liberty in our life. To, to not achieve liberty, but to, to limit uh, uh, the, the maximum role of government will be uh, protection of life, uh, liberty, and property. Yes, yeah, so it's but not, yeah, uh, that's pretty uh, much I'm right. Like, you're, you're close. Excuse me, I'm on your side. Uh, I'm the least uh, bit, I'm the least bigoted person in the world. My daughter's half Hispanic. Uh, I was just down in Arizona, and we did quite an extensive travel through there. And the most the people that I saw pulled over were people that had enough money to actually pay for the ticket. And when it comes to immigration, I personally think there needs to be. And I, I blame this on our government, our federal government. There needs to be a comprehensive immigration reform that is fair and balance for both sides. I have a proposal. That should be to abolish the federal government entirely. I love that idea. Okay, great. So we're on I the same page. And, you know, there's a lot of hard work. I know them. There's a lot of hardworking, loving people. But unfortunately, there's a lot of criminals that are coming over. And I have my sister was beaten and raped by them uh, several times. Was what? I'm sorry. I, miss, I missed what you said. Beaten said, and raped. There's a lot. There's in general, they're, they're very loving, hardworking, very nice people. They're just like you and I. They just want to be free. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there is a group that seem to think they want to take over everything all the way up to Colorado and it's the Raza, right. the well, plan. These, the are, these are sort of the, the straw men, right? Like, there's a group of white people out there that want to ship all the black people back to Africa. But we don't well, generally 
talk about uh, white people in that manner. However, when you have a conversation about illegal immigrants, which is really just free people wanting to cross borders of a free country, supposedly freely, um, the, there's there's no doubt within the first five minutes somebody's going to say La Raza, La Raza, and murderers. I'm, I'm, and, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying you're a bigot. I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is, is that this is the sort of the cultural conversation we have when we talk about sort of uh, white people in America. It, I, I think it's less likely that you're going to somebody's going to say, well, what about the KKK? Them white people all want to ship everybody to back to Africa, and it's. I think a very small percentage of Mexicans would be, you know, for this, for this La Raza, Acetlan kind of thing. And well, I, I kind of disagree with you. I've worked for DOJ and I've also worked for, uh, volunteered for Youth Authority as a mentor trying to bring forth some uh, common sense to these young men. I have to disagree with you because I've seen it on the front lines. The what have you is, seen? Is that, what have I seen? I mean, how, how much time do I have? Well, why don't you just give us some examples? A segment. <laughs> a lot of them come over, and it's generational. Uh, they come over, and they're illegal, and they have a hard time adapting to the system. So what they do is they get into neighborhoods, and they call them their barrios, or they call them their hoods. And a lot of them don't get any further than maybe six blocks. So now, you, you, you may be talking about frontline stuff here, but you're not talking about statistical truths. Statistically, well, wait, people wait, that wait, come wait from other countries no, and what? Hispanics in general, I'm not done. Statistically, people from the, that are Hispanic by the second generation are vastly likely to speak English, and third generation, are, it's it's almost unheard of for them to speak Spanish. Well, let me just ask you a question. Because every time I start to say something, you talk over me and you won't let me finish. <laughs> I've I've actually worked there. I've actually been there. I've seen the statistics. I know how many people are there. I know what the percentage is, the whole nine yards. And, and like I told you, I'm the least biggest person that you were going to get on a, as, a, as a phone call. That's not the issue. I don't know about that. This whole, this, this whole issue isn't about you and me and what we think personally. This whole issue is as long as they keep us divided, the more freedoms they can steal Agreed. from not only us and exploit them too. That's Agreed. the real problem. Agreed. So, so here's what I, I, I would have to say to you is how do we you, – you suggested the federal government needs to come up with some kind of fair immigration policy. And my question to you is how are you going to enact a fair immigration policy without growing the federal government, without putting more boots on the ground with guys with guns and um, you know somehow trying – attempting to make the customs and border enforcement agencies more efficient? Because we know that doesn't work. The government and efficient aren't words that go together. So my question – to you is how are you going to make this happen well are you going to elect me then i'll make it happen no you won't you'll get elected <laughs> but you won't make it happen no okay. what you do is you get rid of the federal government i'm with that get them get them out of the picture and get people that belong to the states i'm sorry we're you're, we're losing your you're cell phone you're you know and, and this talk show is a whole thing about we're, we're there's a perfect world and there isn't one and there's not going to be and it's going to get worse there's That's a better the world problem. though what? the problem is it needs to get fixed how does it get fixed wait a minute okay so but well, look i'm agreeing with you to the point of uh, eliminating the federal government and your cell phone went kind of bad there for a moment what uh, what about the states i said get rid of, we don't need the federal government get rid of them right so i agree with you to that Please. point then what about the states did you say after that it's not delegated Directly to the Constitution, I guess you don't believe in the Constitution. Is that, is that part of the problem with you guys? I'm sorry. I really it's, don't. It's hard, it was hard to make your question out there. Um, 
yeah, I'm not a constitutional guy. I used to be, but uh, then I under- then I came to the conclusion that it's just an old uh, piece of paper that some men that are dead signed and that couldn't possibly bind me in any way. Beyond that, it was a set of rules for the government to follow, not for the uh, individuals. And uh, they haven't even been. They have certainly have not been following their own set of rules. So I certainly have no obligation uh, to do so. I don't know if that answers your question. Well, it does answer. Let me ask you a question. At this point, would you rather have it the way it is, or would you rather have it the way the founding fathers had it? I'm well, not going you know, to I take that choice. Right, it's 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 a tough it's a tough decision. This is kind of the conservative conundrum. I think that there's lots of good things that people were free, uh, more free under the Constitution in some in, at some point in the past. Except the slaves, except for the black people, except for the people that uh, weren't 21, weren't landowners, whatever it is weren't that the Constitution. Irish, and the list goes on and on. And on. Sure. It's, so it's, it's, I mean. It's, it's, You've got to assume problem. that I'm I'm English and own land and 21 and male, um, and at that point, yeah, you know, like I think that that things were a bit better for them at that. And if everybody had the rights of somebody who was 21, own land, white, English, uh, male, then I think that that would probably be a better world. However, the Constitution has resulted in what we have. I mean, you've got what the Constitution is about right now in the United no, States of America. True. We got well, we got because of the Constitution. We didn't get we got the from the Constitution, what we got, we got from a human problem. If they would have followed it, it well, it's a it's a governmental thing. problem too. It's the problem with is with the Constitution. You somebody could have written it differently, and it would have come out with a different result. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. There you go. Well, one I could mean, say they are following the Constitution. Well, Lysander Spooner would have. Okay, you guys talk about this immigration problem. You know, there's a lot of good people. You know, there are some that are bad. Let me ask you. What do you think is the answer? What do you think is going freedom, to be the answer? Freedom, baby. That's, 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 freedom. There's the opening. Want, the answer... Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You want a whole bunch of fascist pigs coming over to your state and taking it over? They're already there. I mean, a whole bunch. They're and, already and there. Grow. The state is already run by fascists and socialists. So what, what are you talking about? So what are you, you going to do about it? I'm going to not pay their taxes anymore at some point. I already don't pay a bunch of them, and I'm going to stop paying more, and I'm going to get together with some of my friends, and we're going to all stop paying, and we're going to stop obeying them, and we're going to stop jumping through their hoops and their regulations, their stupid bull crap. Run for, for the office, get, um, you know, pass new laws, repeal old laws. We're doing all of it already in New yep. Hampshire. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's, let's get rid of the federal government, and then we can have a little competition well, between let's... New Hampshire and Arizona, where Arizona like locks down everything, builds some border walls, and puts some helicopters out there, and We'll open up our borders and have freedom, and we'll see who does better uh, economically and freedom-wise. Free Talk Live, more coming up. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live and you can bring up whatever's on your mind dial in toll free at 800-259-9231 that number brought to you by SACL cai 1-800-259-9231 join us online at freetalklive.com we give you the features on the site for free enjoy those on us again freetalklive.com actually the main feature of the site allows you to influence the stuff that we will talk about on the air uh, the way you do it is you go if you find something online that you think is pretty cool you go and submit the link 
uh, whatever it is, maybe it's a video or perhaps a blog post or news item, you submit the link to our website. It shows up in our upcoming queue. Other listeners can then go and look at those uh, different items and then vote as to whether they like or dislike them. And then the most liked will make it to the front page in the top of the website. And there, there is a bunch of stuff on the front page of freetalklive.com that I want to talk about, but there's no way we can get to it all. So thanks uh, for everybody who submits content to the site. Even if we don't talk about it on the air, submitting the, the content to our website gets more eyeballs on it. It gets our listeners uh, to, to be able to see things that we'd never get to discuss uh, on the radio simply because we just don't have enough time. Well, uh, you guys don't, might not have the time to talk about it on air, but the, the listener can go and read it. At it's their all right there. Yep, and you can comment on it and everything like that. So it's good. It's a great little system. And we're going to come back to the topic of immigration here because uh, we started a story last hour about Arizona. The crackdown is scheduled to begin on Thursday with this new law that basically is going to make it so you're going to have to uh, drop your drawers and show them that uh, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to do whatever it is they demand to prove that you're a citizen. Uh, we'll get to that here, but your calls come first. Dave is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Dave? Oh, hey, guys. Hey. Steve Ridley. Yeah, I actually have a Free Talk Live-related news item for you. Oh, news I'm not aware of in regards to Free Talk Live? <laughs> What's up? Yes, because I'm making it. Oh, okay, great. Uh, you may be aware. Sorry, I'm out of breath. Just out of breath. jogging. So. Oh, okay. Good, um, good time to make a yeah. couple radio show. <laughs> well, hey, that's what you're listening. now. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, you may be aware of some of the, uh, like Ron Paul has a weekly broadcast, audio-only broadcast, and I uh, will oftentimes take that and just illustrate it. Yeah. Turning it into a video where it was just an audio before. Mm, okay, cool. And uh, I've just done so much of that, it's made me feel a bit guilty because it's not New Hampshire-centric. So I thought, well, I should take a part of a Free Talk Live episode where they're talking about something that happened in New Hampshire where we have good video and uh, illustrate that. So that's what I'm working on right now. Oh, neat. Well, fantastic. Yeah, taking, a, taking the uh, the incident key, you know, where about a week ago where uh, police arrested folks for open container and so forth. Uh, yes, which, by the way, uh, in case you want an update on that situation, or those of you, Dave, and those of you listening, uh, the this disobedient seven, as they are being called, were arrested last week on Sunday uh, because of the whole drinking in the park incident. And uh, then yesterday, there was the first week anniversary of the drinking in the park arrests, uh, the disobedient seven arrests, and people were out again. Uh, the police did not come out uh, to harass the nightcap on Friday night or Saturday night. They also did not harass nightcap last night, and they didn't harass anybody at uh, the 420, the four, the four o'clock anniversary celebration. We had beers out in the park, and uh, this time some people <laughs> kept their caps with them. That way they could put the caps back on if the cops were going to show up. So you could have like a half-empty uh, bottle of beer with a cap on it. It's not open. Uh, so, yeah, nice. the cops completely left us alone, and uh, thank goodness. Maybe they had better things to do. Well, it's good that they have uh, that judgment, and uh, they're using it appropriately in this case. I'm not sure, well, I don't know the whole idea of whether they should have discretion or not. I guess it's a topic of debate, but it's glad, I'm good, glad they used it in that direction this time. Is the issue, really? The, there's a debate around whether or not the cops should have discretion? I don't think cops should have discretion either. I think cops should have good laws that they have to enforce. I think that if it comes to the cause... The yeah, cops, but in the meantime, let's let them have some discretion. Right, well, that's that's <laughs> really the idea. Is, uh, if you're going to have this, this, this police force, shouldn't they have to enforce the laws? If they have, if they have the opportunity for discretion, then maybe you've got some bad laws. Certainly, you've got some bad laws. Yeah, certainly, we do. So, Dave, we'll, uh, we'll be keeping a uh, lookout for that. You're going to have it up at RidleyReport.com at some point soon, I imagine. I would guess it'll probably be up tomorrow. Great. Fantastic. Was that all you wanted to share? 
That's it. Very good, sir. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. It's a great place to go if you want to get a, a, a window into the world of uh, the activism up here and uh, RidleyReport.com. I'm a proud sponsor of uh, Dave Ridley's Ridley Report at FreeKeen.com. I buy some ads for FreeKeen there, and I can tell you that you know advertising works. Uh, we've had people come to Keen saying, I found this website, FreeKeen.com, through the Ridley Report. Yeah, Ridley Report is a, an incredible advertising value. I don't uh, go around talking about other Your competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 he's not even <laughs> a competition. You know, yeah, this, he's the, that much of a, a value. Uh, he's he's really really um, uh, you know a good price for what you get. But understand what you're getting. You're getting a um, you know a, a video a guy who does you know gets hundreds of views on his uh, on, a, on each video and is basically New Hampshire centric. So we're talking about immigration here, uh, where Reuters is writing about the exodus that is being prepared uh, that is happening now as we speak in Arizona. Uh, apparently Thursday, the law that people have been talking a lot about for the last few months has uh, is going into effect. And as a result of that, people are preparing, making preparations to leave. Because as we discussed, most of the people coming here uh, as immigrants are looking to make a better life for themselves, looking to move up. They're looking to have opportunities that they never had in their, their home country. Uh, they're looking to just enjoy their life and work and, and, and have a family and, and do things that most people want to do. And they just they couldn't do it in the way they wanted where they come from. So they came here. And those people generally don't want to be uh, dodging you know, police checkpoints and uh, dodging house-to-house ho- house searches or whatever other police state tactics will come up. So that's why I've said if you want to get rid of so-called illegal immigrants, you can just create a total police state and then they won't want to come to where you are and that's what we're we're starting to see happen in arizona now it's not a total police state yet but it is pretty much a police state they're making it worse with this, there. with this new identification uh procedure that they're talking about where they're basically gonna be able to stop anybody they want anytime they want to identify them try to get identity from them uh, and, and you know prove their citizenship that's scary enough to people who are already there to say the hell with this let's go somewhere else we're not going to deal with this crap anymore and they haven't even dealt with it yet. They just don't want to even deal with it in the first place. Uh, the U.S. government estimates that 100,000 unauthorized immigrants, migrants left Arizona after the state passed an employer sanctions law three years ago requiring companies to verify workers' status using a federal computer system. There are no figures for the number who have left since the new law passed in April. How could there be? I mean, it's just way too soon. The government wouldn't be able to react that quickly. The new law makes a makes it makes being an illegal immigrant a state crime and requires state and local police during lawful contact, which a contact of a police officer means them walking up to you on the street. Uh, that's they they can contact you anytime they see you. Now you have in mm-hmm. previous to this law, you'd had no obligation even under their system under their rules to speak to these law enforcement officers. I don't know how this Arizona law changes that for Arizonans. I'm not sure about that, but I imagine they're going to expect that you go ahead and talk to them when they uh, come up to contact you on the street because they will be able to investigate, as they say here, the status of anyone they reasonably suspect of being an illegal immigrant. Which means anybody they suspect. Yep. And uh, and it does mean anybody, and it means everybody's going to be uh, essentially 
inconvenienced by this. You know, the, we had a caller at the um, in the last segment that was worried about what would we do? Um, what would we do for immigration? I think we should address some of these issues. First, the thing we do, the first thing that we would do is we don't have an immigration problem in this country. We have a welfare problem in this country. We have a, uh, uh, you know, to some extent we have a xenophobia problem too. But uh, I think that most people's concerns would be assuaged when you just say, look, I don't think you're responsible for paying for people that you don't know to go to school, to, uh, you know, have their health care or to, you know, be fed or anything like that. I don't think that there's any reason why um, I should have to pay for American citizens or foreign citizens to have welfare and public schools and all these other things. I can if I want. And maybe I will want to. I certainly do donate to charities for all kinds of reasons. But I think that those things are things that I should be allowed to make that decision for myself. When I'm forced to, I become a slave of those people, or at least the person who wants to pay those people for doing whatever it is they're doing, being poor or you know not working or whatever it is they do. Yes, indeed. Uh, so yeah, ending welfare would be a, would be a pretty good step, and it it eliminates the, it eliminates the obje- objection that so many people have. But then it still doesn't overcome the objection of uh, that. It's a very popular one that. Well, they're competing for our jobs. You know, uh, when it comes to competing for jobs, it's not your job. Um, it's it's my job. If I'm the employer and I'm uh, offering uh, you, offering to pay you to do some work, it's not your job that I'm I'm giving you. I'm giving you my job that I'm paying you to do. And if somebody is going to come along and is going to do that job better and they're going to do it for half the price, yeah. maybe you're doing something wrong. And I don't care where they're coming from. I don't care if they grew up in that neighborhood or if they uh, came from halfway across the world. More coming up here. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And we are live in Mexico, uh, across the entire country, via satellite, of course. Uh, we've got our satellite signal that covers the entirety of North America, so pretty much all of Canada, Mexico, uh, the United States, even Cuba. If uh, you've got a satellite dish in Cuba, you could Sweet. be hearing Free Talk Live. Hola. Yep. So uh, so welcome aboard, of course, presuming you know English, and this probably, listening to Free Talk Live wouldn't be a bad way to immerse yourself, at least in some English, and get used to hearing it, that kind of thing. So I think it'd be kind of cool to find out. I don't, we'll never find out how many people are utilizing the show in that way, but... We've had uh, somebody call from China that was, in have. fact, using the show, um, and, and surely the Chinese authorities have figured out at some point that Free Talk Live is a... Uh, he's be on the no-no list. Yeah, then he'd, he'd <laughs> absolutely be on their no-no list. So we're talking about immigration here, and of course you can bring up whatever is uh, is on your mind, the news from Reuters... Is that uh, they are? There's the exodus has started. Uh, people are having yard sales this week in Arizona in preparation for leaving, because well, they're looking at a crackdown that's going to be happening here shortly. We'll get back to the details on that here in moments. Death, its shadow followed Paul. Its hot breath had flowed across the back of his neck. Its cold fingers had caressed his throat. 
So begins Matthew Wayne's novels, The Ouija's. Follow Paul's adventures as he dabbles in the dangerous netherworld opened up to him by the way of the Ouija board. Open your imagination to the frightening possibilities as a demonic dimension merges with our own. What occult realities will Paul discover? What hidden powers will he have to battle? Read the Ouija's to find out at ebook.freetalklive.com. Not approved by the Catholic Church. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Not approved by that guy who called in Saturday night. I just thought that was so hilarious. It must be an effective ad because the guy that was on hold on Saturday that we took the call that we took right after Mark read that, he said something effective. Well, I was about ready to hang up the phone when I heard that advertisement. You guys are talking about witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I get all of my occult information from board games, too. I don't know. <laughs> I just I, I, I just don't know how to deal properly with the kind of person that believes that there are demons flying around in the air controlling people's behaviors. I mean, two, hundred, two centuries of, uh, of the scientific method, you know, piled up on top of each other. Actually, more than that. But, I mean, you know, real advances in the last two centuries. And people still believe demons are flying around. I just, I don't know what to do with that. I recently saw a, um, it's, I guess it's probably been a year now, but it was this, these two guys that went out to live in the, the jungles of New Guinea with some, uh, you know, woodsmen or something like that. And they were talking about these evil spirits that they had names for that would, uh, you know, infiltrate people and make them sick or make them do things that they wouldn't otherwise do or, you know, just affect poorly the tribe uh, and their, you know, maybe their their pigs would die or something. And it was everything was blamed on demons. <laughs> and, you know, That's to what me, people did before they had science. You know, there's this uh, this this uh, I can't even remember what the name of the series of the books uh, is called uh, Left Behind. Oh, no, Left the, Behind, the Left, the Left <laughs> yeah, Behind series, which is essentially, uh, you know, this modern day. People driving around in fuel-injected automobiles that believe that what demons make people sick and make them do mm. bad things. I mean, what? Do angels make your car run, too? <laughs> I mean, do all the hamburgers you eat, have they been blessed by God because they're not, they don't make you sick? I mean, it's just, I, just, I, I just don't even know how to confront this. So there is a mass exodus, as where I was mentioning <laughs> earlier, uh, Reuters reporting that uh, some are heading back to Mexico or to neighboring states. Others are staying put and taking their chances. In a sign of a gathering exodus, Mexican businesses from grocers to butchers to diners and beauty salons have shut their doors in recent weeks as their owners and clients are leaving. I wonder how their economy is going to fare. That's, so this uh, is legal and illegal because when you're when you're a get Mexican, to that part. when yeah. you're a legal Mexican, you know illegal Mexican. I'm just guessing, right? You know yeah. illegal Mexicans too, and you do business with them because there's a lot of Mexican, um, you know, a lot of Mexican businesses that do Mexican do business with Mexicans. You know, they'll cut their hair, they'll sell them, uh, you know, their Mexican grocery stores and stuff like that. You know, it's it's not all uh, businesses that just. Uh, you know, cater to white people in the sense that they mow their grass or wash their dishes sure. or whatever. On Saturday and Sunday, Reuters counted dozens of impromptu yard sales in Latino neighborhoods in Central and West Phoenix. They wanted to drive Hispanics out of Arizona, and they have succeeded even before the law comes into effect, said Aguilar, a mother of three young children who is also offering a few cherished pictures and a stereo at one of five sales on the same block. She said she's taken in just $20 as everyone is selling and nobody wants to buy. So you've got, uh, you know, essentially a buyer's marketplace uh, because everybody's got their stuff for sale there. Legal residents flee. Arizona straddles the principal highway for human and drug smugglers heading into the United States from Mexico. The state's Republican Governor Jan Brewer signed a law in April in a bid to curb violence and cut crime stemming from illegal immigration. Yeah, well, crime, um, <laughs> the studies prove that, prove, 
prove if you think that illegal, illegal immigrants um, commit crime, you need to listen to this right here because the the previous caller had mentioned that. And it's the fact is, if you look at and this is from the American Conservative magazine that's been studied, and mostly people won't study this because when they do study it, this is what they come up with: that Hispanics, legal and illegal Hispanics, not legal ones, Hispanics mm-hmm. are just as likely to commit crimes as anybody in their age group. If you're going to use crime as an excuse, you better be prepared to be called a bigot because the fact is that black Americans uh, commit more crimes than Hispanics or whites or anybody else. So if you want to use crime as an excuse, you better start being consistent and saying, let's take the blacks and ship them to Africa or the North Pole or wherever it is you want to ship them. Oh, but that's that's not politically expedient. Right. It's not. You can't say that because you're a bigot if you say that. So the question is. What are you if you say it about a Mexicans? And you're, you're a wrong. You're a bigot. That's I, really I, I, I. You you may not intend to be, but that's what you end up sounding like. If you said it yeah. about black people, you'd be a bigot. So uh, polls show the measure is backed by a solid majority of Americans. Not that majorities mean anything as far as what's right and wrong. Uh, and by 65% of Arizona voters in this election year, for some state governors, all the U.S. House of Representatives, and about a third of the 100-seat Senate, opponents say the law is unconstitutional and a recipe for racial profiling. Oh, don't worry. They'll profile everyone and check everybody's identification. And if you don't have your birth certificate uh, with you or whatever the heck it is they're going to require, then you'll get to sit in a cold cell for a while while they try to spook you out and uh, and make you uh, more obedient in the you future. You know make this a lot easier is if we all just got RFID tags or tattoos or something. Don't give them ideas, Pete. Those things uh, cause <laughs> Uh, those RFID chips. Okay, tattoos then. Opponents say the law is unconstitutional. Oh, a federal judge heard arguments from the lawyers for the Justice Department in Arizona on Thursday and could rule at any time. The fight over the Arizona law is complicated. Uh, blah, blah, blah. While, while the new law t- targets undocumented migrants, legal residents and their U.S.-born children are also getting caught up in the rush to leave Arizona. Of course they are. Mexican housewife Gabriela ha- uh, Jaquez, 37, says she is selling up and leaving for New Mexico with her husband, who's a legal resident, and two children born in Phoenix. She says under the law, if you transport an illegal immigrant, you are committing a crime. She said as she sold children's clothes at a yard sale with three other families, they could arrest him for driving me to the shops. Lunali Bustillos, a legal resident from Mexico, hoped to sell some clothes, dumbbells, and an ornamental statue on Sunday before her family heads for Albuquerque to uh, New Mexico on Monday. Stop. Uh, it uh, makes me sad and angry, too, because I, have, I feel I have the right to be here, said Bustillos, 17, who recently graduated from high school in Phoenix. Albuquerque. Albuquerque. What is wrong with you? What goes on? Amarillo. God. One eight hundred Albuquerque. Is it Amarillo as well? It is Amarillo. No, it's not. It's Amarillo. It is not. How you pronounce? You it. don't get to rename a city in Texas. I have just done so. No. One eight hundred. You can call the color yellow in Spanish Amarillo, <laughs> but you can't call the the t- Amarillo. City in, yes, it's Amarillo. Yeah. More coming up. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 
1-800-259-9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of different stuff on our website. The Shrine of Female Listeners is one of those features. Now, one of the most popular, as a matter of fact. Lady listeners from around the world who have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. You can see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you're a lady listener, get details on becoming a Shriner. Uh, and again, it's not a beauty contest. It's just a way for us to show off that women actually listen to the show. It's like a talk radio thing where it's a male-dominated uh, audience. And so we want to show that uh, we appreciate our lady listeners. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Now then, what if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? Be a part of that, perhaps? Well, I did. And you can. Join the Free State Project. At freestateproject.org, hundreds have already made the move here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Thousands more, over 10,000, are currently pledged to make that move, and uh, and more are coming. We want to get to 20,000, so maybe you could be one of those. Head over to freestateproject.org to learn more and get signed up. The crackdown is imminent in Arizona as immigrants, both so-called legal and legal, uh, illegal rather and legal, are heading out. They're packing up. They're having yard sales this week. They're getting their stuff out. They're they're figuring out where they're going to go, but they don't want to be in Arizona anymore, and I can't say I blame them. I wouldn't want to be in a police state either, and I wouldn't want to be a white person in Arizona either because the police state is going to apply to everyone, and it's only going to start where they're having it here, where essentially on a contact – which is where the police officer, if you're walking down the street, a police officer comes up to you and says, excuse me, I have a few questions for you. Or excuse me, sir, what, what are you doing here? Or whatever the, their lead right, that's question That's what the legal be. term is for contact. That's when, when they come in right. contact. Excuse me, sir, I'm going to need to see your, uh, your identification. Oh, wait, I'm obligated to carry identification when I'm walking to the grocery store? Well, maybe now you are in Arizona. I don't know what's going to happen to somebody who doesn't have... We the- already know what's going to happen. They've already... Th- I mean, there's there's several stories of people having to prove that they're American citizens... God by bless getting America. Their, by, by getting their, uh, their, their, their birth certificate. Their spouse, because they're not carrying their birth certificate around on them. Right. And I have never done this. Um, they, they, their spouse what? has to go to their house, bring it to them... What if you don't have a spouse? You know, what if you live on the other side of the state? You're you're doing a long haul trucking thing. What they're if you in don't jail have a birth for hours until they can prove that they're an American citizen? What if you What if you don't have your birth certificate anymore? What if the last time you needed it was when you got your driver's license and you figured, well, oh, you know, it's just you I'll lost just, it. After I'll that. get yeah, it when I uh, need to get one. Yeah, good luck. Good luck getting your hands on a birth certificate from inside a jail cell. And like you said, Mark, if you're alone, if you don't have somebody you can count on to go and retrieve doc, your, your papers uh, from your home file then you are really screwed. Because who's going to be looking out for you on the outside? So things are going to, going to get real bad because, again, this is where it starts. They already have the checkpoints up for the border. If you're uh, within 100 miles of the border, there's a chance you could encounter, if you're on the road, you could encounter one of these checkpoints. You can go to uh, Checkpoint USA. Uh, CheckpointUSA.org for some great video footage of a man who's actually got the balls to, uh, to not obey at these checkpoints. And he actually posted a video recently, which I thought was excellent, but I didn't, I couldn't play it on the air because there's music in the background. And it's not the best audio quality, but I highly recommend you go to Checkpoint USA and take a look at the video. He just, I think it's two posts in about a guy at a DUI checkpoint. So not even the, uh, the immigration checkpoints, a guy pulling up to the DUI checkpoint and totally non-cooperating with those cops. They let him go. And it was the huh? same kind of intimidation tactics that they use at the, uh, the, the immigration checkpoints. 
So it was, it's a success story video of essentially completely avoiding any sort of DUI check. The guy had his window rolled all the, you know, all the way up except for a crack at the very top. Uh, and he had this piece of paper that he would put up to the window basically telling the cops that he didn't consent. <laughs> and the oh, guy clever. got away. It was awesome. So I highly recommend you, you uh, and I'm view sure that. the uh, the cops wouldn't use this as, as an excuse to just harass people that look like they might have drugs on them as well. That's exactly what they're doing. They're harassing people, and if you don't know what your rights are, and you don't know that you you could stand up for yourself, or you don't have the experience at doing that, you're gonna they're gonna run a rough shot all over you. So you've already got checkpoints uh, down south and up north. There are checkpoints up north as well. But you've already got the checkpoints in Arizona, and now on Thursday they're gonna start enforcing this stop and identify law. And what the fallout from that is going to be, I don't know. But we do know that already businesses are shutting down. We do know that people are leaving the uh, the area. And we know that's going to have uh, economic fallout. That's going to be problematic from an economic standpoint. So that's going to be difficult. Where are you going to get your good tortillas? Where are you going to get uh, you know, your, your lawn cut? I don't know. Um, <laughs> things are going to get – if you thought it was a, a recession – or before things are going to get probably worse in Arizona now after uh, after Thursday, and then so the question really becomes: Well, what's next? You could hope that the federal government steps in and somehow stops them from uh, from doing this. Uh, How likely that is? I don't I even don't know. know. That's the bittersweet aspect to this: is I don't want the federal yeah. government to jump in and do this either, no. because I think it's a violation of states' rights. I think I don't that think Arizona states have rights, but I understand right, what you're uh, saying. Right. I think that Arizona, uh, if you know, if if you're going to look at it, you know, has more of a right than the federal government has to dictate what its rules are are within its border, and that includes uh, rules on immigration. However, I think this is a terrible, terrible rule. Yeah, so aside from the courts swooping in and somehow uh, changing the situation, things are likely going to get worse. So they'll start busting more people uh, down the line. This will lead to, I mean, you can get creative with what comes next. I mean, house-to-house searches? Oh, we've got an anonymous tip that you might be harboring some illegals in here, Mr. Homeowner. You're going to have to let us take a look around. Oh, and if they happen to come across anything else they don't like in that uh, during that search, you can better believe they're not going to leave that alone. You say alone. it doesn't make any sense. You say that, that that couldn't happen. You know, cops knocking on your door to look around. We're just doing. We're just checking the neighborhood for illegals. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, take. A, would you have ever imagined that there would have been these roving um, checkpoints in inside the United no. States where c- cops essentially just set up a checkpoint and everybody who drives no. down the road has to prove whether they're an American citizen or not? So start getting creative. I mean, you, if you open the door up and you're you're a landlord or whatever, they're going to ask you for uh, for information. They're going to start demanding landlords get uh, documentation from all their potential yep. tenants. That's that's the kind of thing that could be coming down the road. Uh, employers. Somebody, uh, did some girl write a diary or something that was sort of like that? They were hiding in a in an attic. Yeah. And, and, and Frank, Frank. yeah, sort of sounds familiar. Let's go to your phone calls. Garrett's in California uh, on the amp lines. Hello, Garrett. Hey, how's it going tonight? What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I was just uh, calling in because I'm a business owner in San Diego, California, and I run a restaurant, which is one of the most controlled, bureaucratic, horrible businesses to run in California, anyhow, hmm. because there's so many. You know, bureaucrats so far up my yin yang and in my deep fryer that uh, it's really hard to do business here. But so tell I me about it. One, well, one good way to save money is we we hire undocumented workers because they'll work for less. Generally, although I pay them eight dollars an hour, which is above the minimum wage, but I don't have to do social security, 
or Medicare or anything like that. And they're going to show up to them. work for that eight bucks an hour. Whereas if you if you try to hire some American Kid. citizen for eight bucks an hour, I I just I mean having worked in the business you're talking about and wash dishes for a living, I've done this before. I can tell you that the biggest problem they had in that um, in that line of work was being able to find somebody who would show up for work two days in a row. Oh yeah, I had the same situation. One of my one of my head cooks. Um, I mean, I also acted chef at the restaurant. One of my head cooks, he was in culinary school, and he needed to be documented as working there. And, you know, he's from San Diego, born and raised. But so it's like I had to put him on the payroll, which a couple of my other employees are for, like, getting residency in California because they're college students uh, are on. So I put him on the payroll, and his pay went from $8 an hour to six twenty-five an hour. Plus, I had to pay an extra dollar seventy-five an hour to the government for his my half of his Social Security and Medicare, Medi-Cal, and you know, so tell else, me about these. Tell me know, about California these. Has. Tell me about. So these you un- paid him ten dollars an hour. He gets paid six twenty-five. Yeah. So tell me about uh, these undocumented. Eight, but... I'm sorry. Tell me about the undocumented workers that uh, that you've been hiring. Are they uh, a bunch of shifty criminals that are just were, were lurking around, just raping, uh, raping, yeah, raping everything, and killing, and uh, tell yeah. me about them. Yeah, they're they're, uh, they're they're great guys. I mean, right now there's you know two in the back prepping and one doing dishes, and then I also have one on the on the line right now cooking food. I'm up, I'm over in the office, so you know. Yeah, I don't have to keep an eye on them. I mean, they can't. They come in. They, you know, two of them have keys to the restaurant, and nothing's ever been stolen. They're the best workers I've ever had. I mean, you know, the college students that I have working here, uh, you know, they want more and want to do less. The college kids. I tell you what, if you want to share more, I'd like to hear from you. Hang on, we'll All come right. back more with Garrett. Uh, restaurant tour in San Diego. Was it San Diego, yes. California? Uh, where he's hiring undocumented workers because they're good workers, and they're not killers. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, perhaps enough time for your call if you make it now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. And some of those features include the ability to interact. We've got our bulletin board system. We've got our chat room, the wiki. The site itself, the main feature of freetalklive.com allows you, the listener, to go and influence stuff we'll talk about on the air by submitting different show prep suggestions. So it's a very interactive website. It's all free. freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Actually, it's more like 7 or 8%, and that's great. So good for you because you get the stuff you want at great prices through Amazon, the world's largest Internet retailer, uh, and Free Talk Live gets a percent. If you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, as we go back to Garrett in California on the Amplines, he's a restaurateur uh, in San Diego, and you are somebody, you're admitting that you hire undocumented workers, and it's been a great experience for you so far. Yeah, more or less. I mean, it hasn't been any problem, and it's been it saved us money. We're a new restaurant. We barely opened a year ago, and you know the statistics are that eighty percent of new restaurants fail every year. So mm-hmm. you know it's it's been a great way to save money and have really good, diligent workers that 
you know, college students want to go home at winter break and, you know, they want to go home for the summer. It's, you know, these guys are working harder than anyone I've ever, you know, hired as an employee. So would you say that, uh, that on average, the undocumented workers that you've hired are just better workers than, uh, than any other people that you brought on board? I wouldn't say than any other. I mean, we've got some, we've got a couple guys here that, you know, are, San Diego natives, they're a little bit older, they're not in college. They're the professionals. Yeah, they're the professional. And, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, for the same price I can hire, you know, for less than I can hire a college student, I'm going to, you know, pick up a, a guy from, one guy from Guatemala, one guy from Nicaragua, and three guys from Mexico, and they, you know, they work their, their butts off. For now, me. how much Spanish do you know? Oh, I spoke Luis in Espanol. Oh, okay. I didn't even really understand that. I'm, but. <laughs> I, I'm fluent. I'm fluent. I, I lived in Costa Rica for a couple years, and Neat. so... Yeah, that's a real advantage, and I think that that's one thing that uh, that you'll find is is people that don't, just don't like the idea that you got to press press two for Spanish. This is America, and I think that to some extent, what you're seeing there is people the sort of they they're taking our jobs mentality as I don't want to learn a new skill. I don't mm-hmm. want to learn. Yeah. I don't want to compete. I don't want. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to learn how to speak Spanish, and it's hard to learn a le- new language. I I've learned at one point pretty much how to speak Spanish, and then it's kind of gone away over over the years. I, not nearly as good as, yeah. as I used to be i don't get any practice but you know if, I think you, that, if you don't use it you lose it yeah i think that this is part, partly what you're seeing here is that i'm an american citizen i should be able to be able to just speak one language english here in america and uh, that it's it, entitlement mentality yeah. isn't it That's, and the funny it, thing it, is it's it, coming it. from a lot of conservative types who uh, who spout that well, stuff off you know, the and, entitlement and mentality one of the yeah one of the uh, the sort of things you'll get from the conservatives is that we can't let the mexicans come in cuz they'll vote democrat why do you think the Mexicans are going to vote Democrat? Because <laughs> you hate them. Yeah, and that's really it. I mean, you know, why in the world, if you were a Mexican, why in the world would you want to vote Republican? So, Garrett, uh, anything else you want to share about your experiences so far as a restaurateur hiring undocumented workers? Uh, that's about it, guys. Thanks so much for having me on the program. Hey. And I'll call back in and tell, tell you guys about bureaucrats sometimes. Fantastic. I look forward to it. And uh, maybe someday we'll see you up here with your restaurant in New Hampshire. And maybe you can bring some of those. Uh, uh, possibly. I, I am signed up for the Free State Project. So. Excellent. Bring awesome. some of the bring some of your Mexican friends with us because we need some more color uh, up here. Definitely. Definitely. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, there's uh, a handful of them in town, but that's about it. Well, I'd like to point out that I've, I've uh, been reading recently a couple novels by this. Sh- uh, he's sort of a famous chef, Anthony Bourdain, and he he's mentioned in his books about the restaurant industry that like even even really really high end restaurants, you're going to find undocumented workers all throughout the kitchens. You know the the restaurant business in America is basically undocumented Mexican workers. <laughs> you know because because people. You're not going to pay forty dollars for a for hamburger, a yeah. You know what? So what do you think they have to hire under the table to be able to afford that? Because the the margins are razor thin anyway. Right. right. You know, and one thing you'll you'll hear the the construction guys complaining all the time about losing their <laughs> jobs, but you'll never. I've never heard anybody in the restaurant business say that. Have you ever? Because most people want to get out of the restaurant business, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, they're transitory yeah. jobs. I mean, well, anybody that's ever worked in a restaurant yeah, knows that there's it's hard, it's hot, it's fast and stressful. You know, yep. people that you have to want to be there. You're not just some college flunky who's like, oh, I'm going to try and be a chef. Because I've had a couple friends that went to chef or culinary school and uh, a year later, they're like, the hell with that? Screw this. <laughs> Too much work. It's a lot of work. It sure is. All right. So we'll continue with your call. Sarah is listening in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sarah. Hey there. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, my name is Sarah Taylor. And... Um, I just wanted to let you guys know, um, and all your listeners around the U.S., that it's not that hard to stop a foreclosure because we don't want, awesome. um, 
you know, we're having ghost towns of America. We bailed out the banks, and then we bailed out the insurance companies. Who's we? And um, America. You mean the United the States American. federal government? Well, they, they yeah, right. The, the, the taxpayer. You know, my, my, right, the taxpayer, and also my people helped found the country. So I'm I'm calling as a person who's you know helped so, create this. So what are you so what are you suggesting here? So are you, what I want to Saying there's some sort of magic words that will make a foreclosure go hard. It's not that hard. All you do is you go to uscourts.gov. Okay, that's our country. Uscourts.gov. You click on the bankruptcy link. Yes, that's our country. You click on my country. Confused by that statement. It is my country. Okay, you know, I'm all of it, and I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm part Spanish, and I'm I'm every kind of race mixed together. So, anyways, you go to uscourts.gov. You click on the bankruptcy link, and then you go to the state in your area, the, the court in your area, and then you do what's a debtor's class, costs you about 100 bucks, and then you can file what's called a voluntary petition. And when you file that with the United States Bankruptcy Court, it puts an automatic stay on all of your creditors, and it freezes everybody and makes them follow the law. So tell so me, so let me see if I'm understanding. Let me see if I'm understanding what you're saying here. Just you're, so you know, you have to put in www. to get to uscourts.gov uh, because <laughs> the United States government is such an, a bunch of incompetent boobs. They haven't even set there. I know, but you guys, come on Look, now. I'm we just can Sarah, that. Sarah. I'm I'm pointing it out so that people that are listening can you understand. And I'm pointing right, out how inefficient the government is okay, at the same time because we don't kind of do that. But wait, you know, let me see if I'm understanding you. Hold on now, Sarah. God, Sarah, we're talking. Let me let me let's have a conversation here, Sarah. Uh, okay. So let me see if I'm understanding what you're saying. You're saying that if you are uh, looking at a foreclosure, meaning that you haven't been able to pay the bills, you haven't been able to pay you're the mortgage, behind. That you, you might be moved out of Arizona, that you entered into, that uh, therefore you should use the government and their violence to uh, to essentially intimidate your creditors uh, with some the sort of The creditors are going to use the government and their well, violence well, I'm to... I'm a creditor also, and I have given loans, and obviously I don't want someone to not pay me, mm-hmm. but... I'm talking about families who have lost their jobs, people who are kicked out of Arizona. I mean, there are people, and we do not want ghost towns of America. Believe it or not, our forefathers created this country, and we can fix it. Well, I I, I agree, Sarah, and I think... I, I agree with you. Um, I think that this is a, a specious point that my partner likes to make, that the average person does enter into debts, and those debts mm-hmm. and obligations the average person enters into are not the same as the debts and obligations that uh, banks enter into. Look, exactly. those, the biggest banks in America, they got all of, of their tax, all of our tax money, and they, the government just wrote them a check. And right, what exactly. can I do about and, it? Know, my son's mortgage, is if future is mortgaged. Right. Okay. Well, guess what? I've been able to even get um, a loan modified under reasonable accommodations under the ADA, which as a, dis- as a gifted dyslexic, I'm allowed time and a half. And I got Wells Fargo to modify my loan and give me an extra 15 years on the loan with no extra cost to me under the ADA. So believe right. it or so not, you're using government coercion. No, yeah, I just, I'm using what our people help create. Mm, and yeah, it's a gang. It's, it's a criminal it's, gang, and I, I, I really, I hesitate gang. to. I get it. I'm certainly I get not going to endorse your position. I thank you for the call tonight. I think if you get into an agreement, even if it's with a big evil bank corporation, I'm not saying it's a big evil that, bank. I'm just saying that they they operate by a different set of rules than we do. Ian, do not agree with that. So you should jump in the same to the same pool, and you should start using the government against them. Is what you're agreeing with her? And yes, I am absolutely saying if you're going to get kicked out of your home, you can't. You, you it's not can't, your home. The you bank can't owns it. pay. 
your bills. Yes, I think that uh, foreclosure, I think that uh, trying to avoid foreclosure, uh, using bankruptcy, I think that mm-hmm. those are effective means. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hugh, how do you feel? I mean, as uh, somebody who, uh, I don't know if you've got any uh, debt or anything like that, but... I mean, do you well, think I it's do have student loans, but uh, no, you can't. For, you can't go bankrupt on student loans. Yeah, though. I can't That's get true. out of it anyway either. You know, even if I wanted to. But no, I, I feel like you should. Uh, you should be aware of what you're getting into. Yeah, you know? oh, it's a you good should, idea. You shouldn't you should make obligations that you can't fulfill, Ian. I'm not saying that. And you then should you go, go running out. to mommy government to try to fix the problem. The for banks you, right? already ran to mommy government. So if the, the banks use mommy government to come and kick you out of your house, what are you supposed to do? Uh, you pro- probably should have paid your bills. You should have yeah. absolutely should have paid your bills. But so yeah, I don't. I don't support. Should, I don't support using a. You don't support gang. paying taxes either. I don't support, but the average person does. Yeah. And when they pay their taxes, sure. the fact is they're going Just to. Those taxes are going to bail out those banks. Just know that you're using a gang. You're you're as bad as the banks if you're using the government to get out of your obligations. You're doing what it takes to get by, man. You're as bad as the banks. You're just a, you're just using a criminal gang to help you out. And how are you going to ever have freedom if you keep asking them for favors? We'll see you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. Hey, everybody. Scott Horton here for freedomcam.net. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement. The old doctrines of minimal force have fallen by the wayside. Cops are now trained to use overwhelming force in virtually every situation, resulting in an epidemic of police brutality across our society. I say fight back while you still can. Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Police perjury is no match for instant replay. Freedomcam.net offers discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while checking power and protecting yourself. Freedomcam.net.